You can support this show at patreon.com slash ASA podcasting. Hello and welcome to the 166th edition of the Fallout Feed. I am Andrew, joined by a few of my favorite Fallout faces. Our special guest this evening, hello, Jen. Hello. How are you this evening? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you. And our two regular hosts, hello, Jess. Hello, Andrew. Greets Jen and everybody. All-star Jess, of course, back with us again. And Ray. Hello, Ray. Evening, Andrew. Howdy, everybody. All right, on the show tonight, we've got a few feedbacks from the quests we went over last episode, and then a whole lot of non-Fallout chatter, I believe. Uh, We've got uh, Jen here from the No Man's Sky Guild. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the No Man's Sky feed. This yep, ten- the auxiliary. Tonight is the <laughs> No Man's Sky slash Breath of the Wild slash whatever non-Fallout stuff Jess has been doing uh, feed tonight. So everybody enjoy. No, I'm kidding. Well, of course, we'll get lots of Fallout talk in with the, uh, the feedback and whatnot. But seriously, I've been all Breath of the Wild uh, all this week. I think I logged in because there's a free item that I needed to claim. That's how they get you. That's how that's yeah. how that's how they got me in. Yeah. But um yeah, the Xbox has stayed upstairs for a good long stretch now. I haven't brought it downstairs to play. I've had the Switch downstairs, been playing the the Breath of the Wild a lot recently. Uh Ray, you and Jen run into each other again in um No Man's Sky recently? Oh, uh, it's been a few days, but yeah, we definitely have. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I I played a little bit with Lee. That's fun. I hear you're putting together a like, uh, hey, let's play No Man's Sky video. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, I recorded three and a half hours of uh, of a new start this morning, and uh, have spent all day trying to get to a point where I can start editing it. So, um, isn't that the best? Uh, <laughs> well, it it's been challenging. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'll, I'll put together a little video. We'll put it in the, uh, ASA podcasting, uh, YouTube feed and, uh, you know, people can take a look and see, but it's how I, uh, it gets to be my power start, you know, how, how my power start. characters all start out. I'm um, excited to see that no matter what direction I end up taking them afterwards, um, I always try to start the same way. You have you have enough alts at this point that he now has a, a start pattern already. That's why he's the perfect person to make that kind of video, because you said characters. Some people, you know, one character, but you've done this more than once. Yeah. Um, I bet he's done it more than 10 times now at this point. <laughs> no. uh, pretty close. Oh. Um, well, it's... Uh, you, you definitely rack them up when you start playing uh, uh, Survival and Permadeath. Um, essentially I rage quit, uh, survival mode. Um, because when you die, you lose all your stuff. 
uh, and uh, I've got a little bit of. I love the the anticipation and the and the angst that comes with uh, permadeath uh, because if you you know do something you know silly like um, you know collect larval cores on a uh, hostile sentinel planet as one uh, does as you know I can't help myself um, you're gonna die it's just gonna happen and with permadeath when you die that's done you start all over so, but survival so, mode, you said you lose all your junk, but you do respawn. Yeah, you do. But, you know, when you lose all your junk, it's like, really, what's the purpose? So, is there a Fallout 76 um, tent-style cheat of dumping all your shit off before a hard part of the game, if you can tell that's coming? Is there, like, is there a music cue, like, bump, 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 and you're like, okay, drop my camp, <laughs> throw away all my junk? No, because, you know, so... Um, you know, you, you're running around doing stuff and, um, you know, uh, occasionally you're not looking at your feet as you're running and you fall in a hole and plunge to your death. But so, you're still looking forward if you're running, correct? Wouldn't you see? Are you? you <laughs> I mean, you're not always you're, looking down. <laughs> you're looking off in the distance, you know, I've, you know, trying to keep an eye out for, you know, some big creature that's going to jump out of the bushes and eat me. Um, but and- still, even looking off in the distance, if I'm looking forward, I will see a hole in the ground. Come on, you yeah. guys. Nope. Nope. You don't. All right. First person or third person game? Uh, you can do either. Oh, nice. I love that when they give you the option. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, hard to switch uh, between the two. Like, I don't like the menu for that. Okay. (laughs) Um, On PC, you can hotkey all of the the quick menu items. Um, So I switch out of uh, first and third um, just by pressing the one key. Oh, wow. That's Mm. really nice. Yeah, it's quite a to-do. Their quick menu is kind of the opposite of quick. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I pressing up and navigating back and forth, even getting into the photo mode takes a while, you know, like there seems to be a lot of stuff, but I played it too. We'll get into that in a little bit. I was just going to ask, didn't you make a new purchase over the the last weekend, Jess? I'd actually installed it on my um, Xbox probably six months ago, maybe eight months ago, planning to play one of these days, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I did get into it. I did get into it this week too, a little bit. Obviously the influence of uh, Jen and Ray here (laughs) and some other people, um, you know, kind of had to. A lot of people in the group are playing it just like they did Animal Crossing. Yeah, well, uh, so. I, I think like, I don't know if it's Sergio or Jared or someone pointed out, oh, hey, No Man's Sky is on Game Pass this week. And oh, hey, Game Pass is only a dollar or something. So yep, go, go yep, get Game Pass for a dollar and then go get No Man's Sky for free. So I've been it. on Game Pass for quite some time. But yeah, especially easy to jump in right now if you wanted to or at that point. Yep. So hopefully in the next couple of days, I'll manage to get that uh, video uh, whittled down into a cohesive uh, uh, piece and uh, put it up on the website. Now, now when you take three and a half hours worth of footage, what are you assuming that's going to boil down into for an instructional introduction video on how to like start a character? I'm, I'm hoping to get it under an hour, but it's not looking good. You should see if you could power move that down to 15 minutes. 
not going to happen. I get, I get intimidated when I see like an oh, hour and 20 minute how-to introduction video, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of, you know, ones, that, you know, the ones that I watched, uh, you know, when I first started, um, uh, there's one by a guy named Survival Bob and another one by Hawks Gaming, um, you know, and they're about a half hour, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but they they brush over stuff like somebody that's played the game a hundred times. Um, yeah, that's, well, that's not helpful in like, an introduction video. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? What? Wait a minute. And so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to be a little more revealing. So including a little bit on how to quickly throw together some uh, animal food. Yes, because that's very important. Is this how you catch a steed? Yeah, I I couldn't be bothered to uh, walk all the way back to my ship from the uh, from the first little fetch quest that you go on. Um, So I got to hop to ride. (laughs) So that'll be in there. What uh, are these recognizable animals? <laughs> Not even no. Do you ever play that Pieces game? Are. Yeah. Do you ever play that game, Exquisite Corpse? It's a like a surrealist drawing game. Am I art nerding? I'm totally art nerding. <laughs> totally art nerding. No, yeah, we love it. So, so, um, so Exquisite Corpse. You, um, you get a bunch of people, and everyone draws. Um, it's like you get three pieces of paper. Everybody gets three pieces of paper, and you draw a head, a body, and legs, and then you shuffle the deck. And you can assemble a different head with a different body and different legs. And it's kind of like that. They have like a set number of assets for heads and tails and skin and all of that stuff. And then it's because it's um, procedurally generated, it will put together the oddest combinations. So you'll get like a, a scaly anteater with a fluffy tail and wings. Scaly anteater with a fluffy tail mm-hmm. and wings. And that's just like the closest analog, you know, yeah. uh, when it comes to No Man's Sky, because it's totally it's totally random based on like whatever kind of genetic built-in stuff they put in their engine. I mean, yeah, and that's the way they do everything. Uh, you know, uh, the, the spaceships are procedurally generated, the planets... Uh, the the next update is speculated that it's going to be even uh, to a greater degree. So, do um, you do you find and take over like a broken down spaceship, or do you steal one from someone, or do you build one yourself? How do you get your your spaceships? Yeah, you can't you can't steal them, but you can uh, you can find broken down ones and fix them up. Um. I just had to do that. Uh, I was collecting uh, squid chips and uh, needed a green one. And uh, the only green one I could find was crashed. So I scooped it up and and uh, pumped new parts into it and off I flew. That's interesting so, that the ships are, are generated randomly like that, too. That probably means you get some funny looking ships, too. Um. Not, not too bad, but you do get some, you know, some silly looking ones, but, uh, you know, all the, all the parts are made to fit together. 
um, for each class of, of ship. So uh, oh, you don't okay. get anything too outrageous. It's really funny though, when they're asymmetrical, right. like you'll get like the, the little spherical round ships and then one arm is sticking straight up in the air and the other one's like a jet. Like you'd think it would just spin in circles, but it doesn't. They're pretty funny. Kind of like the Millennium Falcon, it sounds like, with the one little jetty section. Um, more like a, a I don't know, like a, a golf club. <laughs> kind of what they look like. You'd expect like a golf club to fly with the, you know, if a golf club could fly, you would expect the handle to come from behind, right? And like, right, of course. The, but it doesn't. It flies completely vertical. So the, it's just upright. Oh, that's just moving weird. forward yeah. through. It's like it's got this like giant spoiler up the top of it or something. Um, so so yeah, the some of the um, some of the the designs aren't exactly aerodynamic. But who needs aerodynamics yeah. in space, right? No, that's one of my main complaints in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I think his name is <laughs> Ronan, the bad guy. Like comes up with a ship that's like ten miles wide. And like really thin, and I'm like, your your ship would not fly width wise like that. You would go skinny wise because you'd be more aerodynamic and you'd fly a lot faster, right? I mean, come on, we're talking about spaceship construction here. This is basic aerodynamics. Come on, guys. <laughs> Do you need aerodynamics when there's no air? No, no, you don't. Nope. That's why a board cube can be faster than a you know really sleek little racer. Uh, the, they I were they were well within the atmosphere for the the yeah, end of that movie that's though. true and in no man's sky you do you know take off and land I, mean, I don't know about the ships you guys are talking about but so far with what i've done you know i have taken off and landed on my first starter ship the radiant, the radiant pillar, pillar that's right. yes radiant pillar that's yep. is it always the radiant pillar i didn't realize yeah. that yeah oh yeah, it changed over different updates though didn't it yeah yeah the the it, it generally looked the same, but the wing pattern was a little bit different. Mm. The, the radiant pillar, that's a... a is, does, the name. Pil does pillar have another name? Con I'm thinking of like a column, like a half of a column yep. pillar. Like what, what? How does that work with a ship? What does that mean? That's just the name. Yeah. Like, you know, the defiant or... It's, you know, so the, the names for everything is, are procedurally generated too except for this which i assumed it was random i assumed it just like yeah. was like an xbox uh, gamer tag where it picked one word another word slapped some numbers on and boom there you go yeah. Uh, yeah that's all the rest of them but this is this is your your starter ship and it's always the same and i'm with andrew i wonder why that name yeah hmm. yeah i don't I didn't understand it either. <laughs> a, a pillar just doesn't seem like a, a, a swift moving ship type of name. It seems like a very motionless, standing, still display type of thing. It could be like a, I don't know, like a, like a metaphoric pillar, like a pillar of society or something, something you oh, holding us rely up. There upon. you go. There you mm -hmm. go. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't keep it long enough to, to care. So now, did you keep it through this whole three hour kind of that you? recorded or no yeah because this is this is from the time that the game started until i got to the space station okay uh, i haven't been to a space station yet and i got about four and a half to five hours in the game yeah. Pro probably five but i did spend some of that in photo mode as you might imagine yeah, <laughs> yeah. which also can be hotkeyed on pc hmm. nice 
Oh God, and it's such a pain. But that I, use, <laughs> I use uh, I use photo mode more for um, you know scouting that I actually do take pictures. When I got lost at the very beginning of the game, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't have a tracer. I haven't made the like visor yet. I have no idea where my ship is. I was so worried. And then like some cute glow deer showed up. I'm like, oh my god, cute glow deer. And I found where photo mode was. And going into photo mode, I actually located my ship that way. I'm like, there it is. Yay. Rudolph? <laughs> that was wonderful. Is that you? Yeah. That's really no, cool. Definitely good times. And, you know, the, the crossplay works so smooth. It's so easy, yeah. So, um, so it's definitely fun. I um, I hijacked uh, Lee's game the other day. Um, you know, he was sitting innocently on his own little planet, and I came bombing in. And I might have shot at him. <laughs> Tell me what the the friends meet Thank up for. Thank you for not shooting at me. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said the cross platform play was super easy. Tell me what the meeting up with friends process is like. Um, so there's a couple of ways you can do it. So the easiest way is if you guys have already shared um, your friend codes, uh, and so. Will that be uh, that unique point, to the game on, or to your platform or what? Um, well, the the friend codes is unique to you. It doesn't, and it's you know it's similar across all platforms, similar format. Um, so once you're on my friends list, uh, when I fire up my game, I can go to multiplayer and see who is on and uh, join their game. And at that point, it the game puts me, um, you know, wherever they're at. So it's not going to be the same planet I was on before, most likely, um, unless we've all teamed up and and um, you know built on uh, on the same planet because you can, you can all build in the same place if you want to. Um, you just have to have a little bit, just a small distance between your uh, your computers uh, but still the build areas overlap so you can you know you can build a city together um, in the same place oh that's great and but are you the stuff sticks around after you log out right you're not like playing on yes. a server and a, like a workshop yeah, the only thing that disappears. doesn't stick around is your ships Wait, um, so each time you log in, you have to start from scratch with a ship? No, no, no. When you log in, you bring your ships with you. But when you log out, you take them away Your with ships you. disappear so someone doesn't hop in them. Um, but, you know, I, Jen and I had met up, and um, she built a, you know, put down a base computer near, near my base. And um, she was on a couple of days later when I wasn't there, but she was able to go to my base and go inside and you know take pictures. I snuck into his camp or his uh, <laughs> his base, and I I didn't know you could do that. And I was like, why is why is Ray's stuff here? But then I also saw the um, the swimming cows. He's got aquatic cows outside of his base. Oh, so neat. yeah, I was swimming with the cows for a little while, and then I'd have to go inside and breathe, and then <laughs> go back out again. But um, but yeah, I took a picture and sent it, and um, and put it in the Discord. 
like look where I am. But yeah, I didn't realize that it would all it would all stay there. Um, so, and then another way that you can you can go to there's a there is a multiplayer space um, called the Anomaly, and you go you fly your ship, call on the Anomaly, go into it, and um, uh, essentially a server's worth of people are you know are inside that um, space, and you can team up with them at that you know, there and, uh, you know, join each other's games. So I haven't done any Nexus quests. Me neither. I think we should try that. Yeah. Cause you can get all kinds of cool stuff with Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Like so next bobble, bobbleheads oh my God. for your spaceship. What? Um, Nexus quest. So when you're, when you're in the anomaly, you can, you can take on multiplayer quests that you probably can't handle by yourself. Maybe, maybe not. I haven't done them yet. So, um, so you can do these like almost like, um, I don't know, like a, like a group project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about it yet though. I want to yeah. try. You can also get a little, um, uh... Uh, drone butler. What a drone yeah. butler! Yeah, with the uh, so uh, the the reward you get for those uh, quests are, is quicksilver. Yeah. Um, and at the quicksilver vendor, you can you can um, buy the plans to make a little robot butler. Um, oh my gosh! Is it like Codsworth? No, it's like the one that you have in your freighter. In, okay. the, in the navigation area, the little ball that flies around. Right. Um, so you can have one of those in your camp too. Okay. I want one that talks to me though. Mm. It tells me jokes and offers me water and haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> that is handy. A Mr. Handy. Uh... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Brought to you by Robco. Yeah. (laughs) So definitely having a good time. I'm, you know, I have a bit of a ship addiction. Um, Most of the time when I start a new character, it's so that I can gather another group of six ships. Oh my gosh. So. It gets worse. I keep buying them. What was that, Andrew? Did you say sick ships? No, six. Six ships. Yeah, you have a a limit of uh, six different uh, ships that you can own. Uh, Do they have, like, different qualities or something? Why would you want... That's what I was wondering, yeah. Uh, They they look different. But they also have different different buffs in them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so, like, I collected a bunch of red and black ships, and so that was my red and black fleet. Um, I had had uh, several of the squid ships, and I really like those. They're, they're interesting looking. Um, and so there was – I've had three different ones, uh, red, orange, and blue, and I found out that there were five other – four other colors. No, five other colors. Um, 
So there's a purple, a gray, a yellow, a white, and a green. And so oh, wow. I, now, can they take off and land from planets and all that, or do they have to stay in oh, space yeah. docked at a station? Nope. And is well, a freight... So your, your ship collection, it, once you get a freighter, mm-hmm. um, it, they're in the freighter. They, okay. They, they park in your freighter. So the freighter uh, is a that, transport. They're just kind of who knows where. You can call them when you want them. They're in your but, pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Little space-time fold in your backpack. You're, you're I've f- seen some of your pics, and I'm scrolling the No Man's Sky uh, channel in our Discord right now. And, oh, I just saw a squid. Oh, no, you're riding a squid. You're riding a squid-looking creature there, right? I can't see a squid <laughs> ship yet. Um, it should be pretty close to the uh, to the latest uh, posts. Okay. I just posted a picture just a day or two ago with, with my uh, four All latest the squids. colors. Might have scrolled mm-hmm. by. There's a lot of pics in here. We've got... And, are. Yeah, we've got Jen riding a pineapple. We've got mm-hmm. a bunch of your ships. We've got a weird owl-looking owlbear creature that Baker found. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, definitely getting a lot of action in the uh, in the Discord. So you know, pop on in, take a look, see what the pictures are, um, see what we're ta- you know chatting about. I you know, whenever I discover some you know new thing, I try to you know, lay it out so everybody can, um, you know, see, I, you know, I tend to have a lot more time to do stuff than other people. So, um, you know, (laughs) I've, I've just scorched past, uh, 500 hours in the game since mid June. So that's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. You know, it's, it's, you traditionally been playing fallout, but I'm glad you found another game that you love this much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still playing Fallout. Mm-hmm. So I'm still popping in. I'm working on getting Lydia up over uh, level 200. So I mean, previous to that, the highest I had was 132 uh, with Abby. So Ray, she's still alive and kicking. Ray, remember that conversation we were having pre-show about too much screen time? <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely qualify. Um, you keep on rolling, I'm, buddy. I'm also cranking on uh, uh, Skyrim because uh, we've got the roundtable going on. Oh yeah, uh, the and uh, not Clockwork. What was it called? I get clockwork and uh, most uh, recently Wheels of Law. Uh, so that was a pretty fun episode. <laughs> if anybody hasn't had a chance to listen to it yet, um, it's, Wheels uh, of OMG. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it's, uh, we're, we're starting the, uh, the Beyond Skyrim Bruma mod, uh, which is a a big, uh, a big addition to the game, a new, completely new area, huge map. And, uh, so I'm, I'm starting a new character because the, the one that I've been playing is mad, not really in my bag. So, quick question: Are any of the regular crew playing on Xbox now, primarily, for this roundtable? Uh, Michael. Okay, I thought he might have been. So he's able to get all of these on Xbox. I yeah. knew Clockwork and Bruma were. I didn't know Wheels of Law were. Was. 
Yeah, we um, we're we're choosing them specifically because they they're on both platforms. Awesome. So, but I don't think I've played any other games. Well, Jen, how about you? Get any Fallout play this week, or uh, any other games for that matter? Since we're kind of opening the floor. <laughs> so I played some No Man's Sky. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, <laughs> but um, I also riding, um, riding I have sky pineapples or something. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, I um. So when you go to the um, anomaly, there's um, there's like a a big old stargate. Like you can travel via stargate through this thing. I it's a big circular. Stra- I I like stargate. I like science fiction shows. So um, is, so I call it the stargate. And um, you can go in there and you can see. Um, sometimes they'll have um sites to visit. So maybe things that other people have made, and um, and I clicked on one of them just to see you know, what it was. It said serpent. So I clicked on it and I was transported to a giant cobra that somebody had built as their base. This thing was massive. I tried getting up on top and I made it up maybe like a 10th of the way and fell to my death. It was so (laughs) huge. Um, It's amazing what they can build in in the game so i feel like it um the kind of open sandbox that it is and the um the resource gathering and the building kind of hit similar notes to um to like my love of building in 76 it's not as easy to build as yeah, it is in it, 76. it definitely can be fiddly yeah but um but yeah i've just kind of been exploring and and doing that stuff in no man's sky and riding all the things. So I was on the planet with the serpent <laughs> and I started walking around and, um, and I saw these potted plants hopping around. They looked like, like animate flower arrangements. So I thought I'm going to try and ride one. And it felt kind of perverse <laughs> to feed it creature pellets because they're made of carbon. Um, so I'm feeding them essentially themselves back to them well cannibalism it was very weird um and i fed this pineapple looking thing and it let me ride on it but it didn't let me ride on it like i would ride on a regular you know a regular creature in <laughs> skyrim not like sitting on its neck or on its back but um it had me cling to the side of it like i was holding on for dear life while it hopped around it was and so, I so funny, funny. I couldn't stop laughing while I was doing it. I was taking all these pictures and trying to catch it in midair, but they, it looked like it had this soft bottom. So every time it would, it would land, it would kind of squish down and get really fat. And then it would jump up and get really <laughs> elongated. So yeah, I, I spent a lot of time. The planet was also toxic. So I was dying slowly, but, um, <laughs> but I was just, so enamored with this hopping plant so yeah i've been trying to ride everything not because i'm you know um well i am like pathologically um i guess predisposed to riding the animals or trying to tame yes. them. i just to want to pet them pet them feed them tame them and in this game um, that kind of involves riding it does it's, yeah uh, it does yeah but um but it's it's also kind of fun 
to um, kind of, I say kind of fun, to see which animals you can ride because sometimes you can't ride them because they're carnivores and then they come after you and you have to run away um, or shoot them. So I'm only, I use my fallout policy. Um, so if it's red and it's coming after me, I will kill it. If it is not coming after me, I just leave it be. Yeah. So, um, so no man's sky has been a lot of fun to explore, but I did get into some 76 because this week we launched, um, F 76 masterpiece, um, our new art project. Mm -hmm. So, um, Howie and I were working on that. Um, we've been working on that for a few weeks and, um, and then it came my turn to uh, make my own masterpieces Mm -hmm. Um, so this I get to I get to art nerd myself all over the place and just let my my art nerd flag fly high Um, and um, so I did um, I did a Mike Kelly piece that I love very much Um, and I started building um, a little space to light the plushies so I could take pictures of them right and then I looked around and I thought this looks like a gallery (laughs) <laughs> so after I was done, I um, built a huge warehouse and I put Studio 76 on the door and I started doing art installations inside. So oh, now awesome. I have a gallery in um, in the Cranberry Bog. Actually, no, it's in the Savage Divide close to the Cranberry Bog. And um, I have a vendor. I put a little vendor there. It's a gift shop. You enter through the gift shop, exit with the gift shop, you know, as most galleries. As you should. And, you, need, um, you need a little shop. And I, I set up my vendor and, um, and my husband was sitting beside me and he said, um, why don't you, because I was putting in some refreshments and he said, you, sh- you should mark those up higher. And um, so my refreshments are exorbitantly priced as they are in most galleries. galleries <laughs> it's like yep. 3,000 caps for a glass of wine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I said, but I'm not a total jerk. So I did put my ammo in there for one cap each. But um, so people can come and buy stuff. But I, I yeah, I've got this joke. gallery. Yeah. yeah. So funny. I was doing that in 76. I've been working on um, I've been working on my my masterpieces um, and marveling at everybody else's masterpieces. They look they're looking awesome. But we did ask um, we asked Jess and Frosty to help us with the launch. So they did some really beautiful pieces too that we were sharing with ours. Would you please like to mention the project itself and uh, the parameters? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so Art F seventy six. It's our our Twitter. Um, our Twitter project page, um, you will take a, um, a favorite or maybe not favorite or familiar um, piece of art history. So a, a painting or an artwork from art history and um, recreate it in 76. Um, you can do it using photo mode. Um, and um, if you, if, if you use Photoshop, we're not going to disqualify you. This is not a competition, but, um, but yeah, do your best to recreate the artwork in, in 76. I've seen some, um, some really awesome ones um, come up with like Whistler's mother. Um, I know during feast, um, we've had this on our list since, um, since mm-hmm. like the album cover time, 
that's when it went down on the list. And I thought, we can't do a recreation one right after we do album covers us too much. So it kind of sat there and sat there. And we kept seeing these awesome things roll in, like the Last Supper that you guys did. And I was like, oh, Howie, we got to get this thing out. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just, I thought it would be really awesome to, to see how, um, or we both thought it was really, it'd be really awesome to see how, um, how the community can work with this, work with the parameters of this project. So you hashtag it with F76 Masterpiece. That was not the shortest elevator pitch. I'm sorry. No, it's, you're quite all right. What are the, uh, the hits so far people have submitted? Famous, famous um, artworks. Um, there have been uh, there have been a bunch of Warhols. Um, I Frosty did a really deep cut Warhol with, um, <laughs> with the eggs. I was like, "Whoa, that's deep in the art history book." Um, and um, and there have just been there have been so many um, so far. Yeah, I, I've got your page up right now, taking taking a look at them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the first day, Frosty and I did one to go with Sia, with the launch, with you and Howie. And then yep. uh, we each did one of our own that day, too. We, like, we each had a second. Because, of course, you know, when you get the idea, you're like, oh, i got to take more than one. So, yep. working, getting pictures for that. But um, there was a great proxy did a fantastic Escher. Oh, um, yeah, with the stairs. Yep. And uh, Hammered Super Mutant did the um, Persistence of Memory. Yes, uh, which was which was neat because that was one that we had discussed doing Frosty and I, but we weren't really sure how we would do it. And then he he just thought of a cool way of of you know once again symbolically portraying the painting as yeah. it was, and that's been working. Like for a lot of people, that's kind of what they're doing, and I, I'm really enjoying it. I think what's interesting is the different ways people interpret the the project. So mm-hmm. um, they won't always just um, try to retell the story of the project, but look at the specific elements like shapes, like the one you did, Jess, you didn't have a cave, but, um, but a hay bale is kind of a rounded shape and that mm-hmm. acted as the cave. So like it occupies the same amount of space in the painting. Um, it, you know, what the composition looks like, maybe yeah, what the it, colors look like. It provided the same kind of um, uh, landscape, the same kind of horizon line on it. So I, I was doing St. George and the Dragon. Of course, you've got the dragon out there and he's coming out of the cave and you've got um, St. George astride his steed and there's a little forest behind him and then blue sky. So I, uh, I used the hay bale as the cave and then I placed a bush as the forest that I placed myself and got the, you know, the, the right slope and the general kind of look. And then I use plushies to reenact it because plushies are <laughs> mine and Jen's best friends. And yeah. uh, it's a great way to do art. <laughs> it was is. Lance a uh, pool cue? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was basically a pool cue. Yep. That was the one Photoshop element trying to do as much as I can in, um, in game, but for the two I did so far, um, I did that with Photoshop just to get the stick in there. And then um, on okay, people, thank goodness. <laughs> so I was like, what the? Yeah, no, I couldn't I just know, magically. I know you do some, you know, some pretty phenomenal stuff with this, but it's like, <sighs> yeah, I can't display a pool cue. It's funny because I had a couple ideas and I tried building them inside of places, but. Uh, that 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 was the night I was working on these was a the whole thing. But the other one I did was um, Girl with Balloon, uh, the Banksy mural. Mm-hmm. And for that one, I was going to create it large because you can basically do it with the heart balloon we have in the game. And you've got the dome statue girl with the ewer and, and the water. And so putting that against the wall. And then I realized I actually liked it better in miniature with the plushies. So like the bottom of the balloon becoming the floating part of the balloon. And um, And yeah, it was neat. It was neat making that work. 
Yeah, it's so much fun to see to see those things translated. And um, yeah, I just I I love art. I love art history. I just I love seeing everything um, everything show up. I I went like total minimalist art nerd today, and I got like six likes on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> because I went Dan Flavin, who is a sculptor that uses fluorescent lights um, in his in his pieces. They're so minimal. And if you don't know it's a Dan Flavin, you might think the um, the they're doing a renovation. Oh, that one there. Live lights. Yeah, that's at 17 <laughs> now. It's beautiful because oh, it has 17. that. Yeah, it has that gallery look still, too. I really like that one. Like, while I didn't recognize the piece. It's obvious. Hello, you, you put it up there for comparison. And uh, it's wonderful. Like, it's about the interpretation. You don't necessarily need to know the, the piece ahead of time to see it and be like, oh, wow, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the interpretation. Um, I'm so glad. I just, you know, I, I, uh, I, all my art history knowledge is like, is like late 20th century. So I need to give like a like a, I don't know, like a wiki link or something like that. <laughs> People know what the heck I'm talking about. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, I think it's so fantastic. There have been so many, like Dilampika, someone did a Dilampika piece. Like, it's just crazy to see. And, but someone who has a degree in art history said, this project makes me so happy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that makes me happy that you're happy. So, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I've, I'm I'm hoping to see some Mona Lisa's come up. I think I'm sure we'll see some. I mean, we had we had some uh, Picasso. I think that was there a Van Gogh already. Like, yeah, we uh, Wasteland Jude did a um, did a self portrait. Okay, and yeah, he had ear flaps on his hat, so he didn't have to mess with himself. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, and, but, and Jay did yeah. uh, Picasso, and Alex. He's in chat right now, so I want to mention uh, mm-hmm. that Alex had an amazing piece. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I need to look at it. What was it again? I... Well, he had a good title for it. So I'm looking it up right now. There have been some amazing things coming in. I want to see like, usually we'll launch in like midweek and then, um, and then after the weekend when people have had a few days to think about it and then they've had some time to work on it. There you go. Um, that's when we get like the wave of really awesome stuff mm-hmm. that comes in the following week. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about this one. Yeah. Frosty and I were lucky because we, you know, you gave us a, a couple days notice so that we could, we could be part of the launch with you guys. Yeah. Creation of a pal, he called it. <laughs> the creation of oh, a pal. Oh, right. The creation <laughs> of Adam. Yeah. yeah. That was such a great one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was hoping somebody would do that. I was hoping somebody would do the two, the two fingers touching. Um, yeah, totally awesome. So, um, so I've been playing some 76, mostly building in 76 and getting back to what I love because I'm on scorecation right now. Um, and I thought score was going to start again Tuesday and I was like bracing myself for it. And then when I found out we had another week, I was like, woo, another week of scorecation. So I was really excited. And I started playing spirit fair. Who Which is said, awesome. Was it Jacob that, that mentioned? Yes, he was wicked into it and uh, probably still is, although I bet he's done by now because it's only like 25, 30 hours, I think. It, well, if you don't check everything and go for every mm-hmm. test on every island, mm-hmm. um, but um, 
because that's kind of what I've been doing. But I just, after, I guess, the second day, I was like sobbing. Just, and I was a wreck crying through this game. And it would, they were te- actual, like, I no, I was a mess, a physical mess, emotional mess um, from this game. And I was like, I can't believe I'm like a quarter into this and I am this wrecked about this game. So it's, um, it's, I'm emotionally invested into Spirit Fairer. And now my ship is full and I'm, I got my icebreaker and I'm playing a lot of Spirit Fairer, or as I've been calling it, the animal hugging game, because you can <laughs> hug the animals <laughs> that are on your ship. Sold. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw Zero Fox posted a picture of animal hugging and I was like, what? You could hug the animals? I think I need this game. So, um, so that's what, what drew me to it. And that's what I've been doing, hugging animals, riding animals, and building animals into um, art masterpieces in 76. Yeah, I really, I really liked your, is it David Kelly? Michael, Mike Kelly. Mike Kelly. That's the best. I mean, of course, I recognized it from Sonic Youth. And it's funny because he went on to talk about that. But I recognized the one piece. But the rest, I, I hadn't seen the actual um, the actual piece before. It's very cool. He did a piece um, a few years before called, um, I'm going to totally misquote the title of it, but it's something like many love hours paid or many love hours given, but never repaid. And what he did was he took um, stuffed animals that he found at, um, at thrift shops and skinned them and stitched them together in these massive kind of mounds of stuffed animals. And it was just so violent and so soul crushing when I saw it, because you think about stuffed animals and you think about our relationship to the stuffed animal as kids. And, um, and then these discarded, it's like, it's like the velveteen rabbits nightmare. Oh Um, gosh. Yeah. And, um, and, but there's such a there's such an innocence and a sentimentality in in Mike Kelly's work, and also like there's a deviousness. His sense of humor <laughs> is also there's some of the pieces he does are quite dirty, but um, but yeah, he just um, he's one of my favorites with those stuffed animal pieces. And I thought um, when I was doing these things, I thought, oh my gosh, I could do the I youth piece. So um, I counted the stuffed animals and then I counted my plushies and um, I had to decide which Mr. Fuzzy I was going to use. That was the hardest decision. And I had to go back and reshoot because I changed my decision. You did heart fuzzy, didn't you? No, I did. um, Halloween? Nope. I did cowboy fuzzy. Oh, wow. Okay. I started with heart fuzzy, but there was too much red. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so yeah it's been it's been fun it's been good awesome what have you been playing andrew well i've just uh been playing lots of zelda well do tell us about zelda a little bit you know, I've actually been playing Fallout, so I, I will I will wrap us up, and you can tell us a little bit about Zelda, aka Skyrim Light. <laughs> that it is. I have found more and more and more. Um, the well, I've gotten the. We're talking about shrines and towers and stuff last week, and how that was going to be the main point of attack. 
And I decided that since every time you hit something more than like three or four times, your weapon fucking breaks, that the only weapon that doesn't break in the game is the Master Sword, which is, you know, if you're a Zelda fan, it's a the classic named sword that you get and use in basically every game. So it's the only sword that doesn't break in the game, but it does like go through a period of dormancy where like you basically, oh, it needs to recharge for a few minutes now. So it, it basically does break, but it doesn't go away like every other weapon does. It's really weird, like because you go through these dungeons or these puzzles and you get these really awesome weapons like the, the Thunder Spear. But, you know, I don't want to use the Thunder Spear because it'll break in like 17 swings. You know, it's like, I guess all these good weapons are scattered all over the place, but they really, and I don't know if this was a, cause they've, I really think the producers of the game played a, a ton of Skyrim and, and were like, okay, let's take the annoying parts out. So they took out the hoarding aspect by not letting any weapon last very long. But then I was thinking, but why doesn't your armor your clothes. Why does why does that not take damage and disappear? Why you're not having to replace your armor every few seconds? Like it's just a weird. Why your weapons, but not your clothes? Like, that's really strange. But anyway, so I we were talking about the shrines. I found these forty shrines. You 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 can find four shrines, and you can cash that in for a heart container. And if you get 10 heart containers, meaning you have to find 40 shrines, mm -hmm. then you can go have access to find the Master Sword. You you're, are denied access before 40 hearts or 40 shrines. So I finally, okay. I, I finally went and got all that done and got the Master Sword and all that. So that was the big accomplishment. And uh, now I'm just going to try to go open up all the map. And uh, there's these... The, I was at the point where I was, you know, things were too hard. You know, I was, I was at a difficulty wall where I couldn't really get past many things. So I went off and uh, left a lot of things be and then played for another week. And I came back and I did a lot of those things that I couldn't last week. There was this, uh, this, this, I'm kind of, I'm not a Yiga gang hideout or something. It was really hard to sneak through or whatever, but I finally figured out how to do all that. And it's just, you know, one of those things where like you play something, Oh God, this is way too hard. Uh, but then you go back yep. and you come back to it later and you, you finally figure it out and get it all down. And it's not like in Zelda, your character actually levels up. I'm not gaining XP. I'm not gaining strength or anything really. I guess, I guess I'm, my armor rating can get higher. But you pick weapons up all the time that are always different damages and stuff. So there's, there's not, it's not like you're leveling anything up, really. So I think I'm kind of like the same strength the whole game. It's kind of weird. It feels, it feels strange to not like have like a level up aspect to it from how much they've taken out of like Skyrim for this. And by taking out of Skyrim, I just mean like the crafting and sort of stuff. Like they added food. And that was never like a big thing and and Zelda before like all this and they added like potions where you combine monster bits with um 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 like critters they say critters but it's <laughs> like it's like uh like uh you know frogs and fish and little grasshoppers and you know okay. and, and insects and stuff like that you make all these potions but the potions aren't nearly as expansive as 
as Skyrim, as far as I can tell. The food and potions, like they they really affect like how fast you can move, um, like your damage resistance, how much damage you give, uh, your tolerance to different temperatures, and like refilling your hearts and your agility meter and stuff like that. It's not like you you have potions that'll. Well, there's no magic really to the game, but they have right. added something sort of similar to magic with this Sika slate they've given to you. They've given you an iPad. Link is carrying an iPad around, and it's this this, <laughs> this ancient communication tablet. Is it his pit pad? Pretty much. It pretty much <laughs> is. Um, but he has an ancient communication tablet that communicates with these ancient technology stones. But it really is just a tablet that he's carrying around. It's It's really funny, but... So you can like take pictures with it and and do all sorts of stuff. There's a little bit of a photo mode. Everyone loves a photo mode now, but it's a, it's a really beautiful game. I'm having a great time playing it. Tell me about rubber pants. Oh, good lord, rubber pants. Um, <laughs> well, it's early. It's it's late 1970. Are we still talking about Zelda. I don't know. That's why I need to ask because yeah, <laughs> I heard him mention them before. It's late 1978. All of a sudden, we're in the club, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The um, I don't know. There's there's just these Latex. pants. These pants I picked up somewhere along the line that give you shock resistance, and it's like this ancient f- thing that we don't have anymore called rubber. I was just like, <laughs> what? What is going on? It's just they made such a big deal about how it's such an ancient technology that we don't use anymore. Rubber, 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 and they just. You, you can you can tell the game you know it was written of course in Japanese and then translated because everything is just so weird and cheesy and over the top it's just like oh this game is so strange but I I, I love it nonetheless and it's it's still really fun but the rubber pants I was just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> just like I'm saying rubber pants over and over again you know and then I'm picturing like you know more the uh, British German definition of pants so they're just like rubber underwear and I'm just like nice. yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> That sounds just, really uncomfortable. I, I just picture <laughs> it sounds horrible. I just picture Link hitting the clubs and I'm, you know, like get out the baby powder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Slide into them pups. <laughs> or maybe like rubber hip waders, right? Like you're doing some fishing. You don't want leeches on your legs. <laughs> like, oh, you gotta be quicker than that. Those kind of things. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Well, they they do have uh, clothing upgrades. It's weird. They uh, they give you, of course, like just like Skyrim. If you have all the same kind of one kind of armor, you get a that your buff get your buffs get enhanced and whatnot. So they do steal a lot of ideas from Skyrim, but only like a little bit. They don't let you. You can't craft really because you can't make. Because I would love to be able to make some swords to take out with me because they break so damn often that you have to find stuff all the time. So you can't craft armor and weapons, but you can take your clothes to the great fairy fountains to be <laughs> to be improved. And then I was like, that's a little on the nose, isn't it? I'm a little offended that you have to take your clothes to fairies to get improved. I mean, unless they're made of flower petals, it's not that on the nose. But I like it. <laughs> it's I don't know. It, it's It's pretty great really fun game the um the cell shading or whatever i don't know that technology that i think nintendo started using for uh probably wind waker or something but they really leaned into that but leaned off of the cartoon value of some of the previous games and try to make it slightly more realistic but still to use that that cell shading stuff so it's 
It really is. It it is very beautiful. It's gorgeous, but it has so much soft lighting. It mm-hmm. kind of it, it feels like you know '80s Skinamax. Sometimes there's so much like soft. Like mm-hmm. anytime uh, Zelda like, herself is on the screen, it's just like you know it goes to like the soft faded pink light. Zelda brought to you by Glamour Shots. Exactly. <laughs> like oh, Vaseline so lens or something like that. <laughs> oh, so much Vaseline lens, and and. <laughs> If you've played the game and you hear Zelda's voice, it's so weird how they voiced her. And I have no idea why they went with that decision, but it's just her, her uh, voice actress was just, so, I don't know, so strange. Now I kind of feel like I need to look this up to hear it because I'm kind of picturing um, like Neverending Story and, and the princess, you know, she's like, Bastion, say my name. Like, it's, like it's how? Not, it's not far off. Like, huh. Oh, Link, watch out. <laughs> The blood oh moon. The blood moon is rising again. <laughs> Be careful, Link. You know it's not far f- from Bastion. Say my name. My name, Bastion. What was, say my name. What was her name? It was like Moon Child or something. I don't remember. I think he used his mother's name in the end. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> I should, but I don't. So good, yes. But I'm having a good time playing Zelda, so I've leaned into that a lot the last couple of weeks. Got the I thought the big thing that was preventing me was not having a weapon, so I went and got that Master Sword. I just did that last night, so I'm started on the uh, the next big process, which is uh, Divine t- Beast taming these four Divine Beasts is mm-hmm. the ne- the next big phase of the game. So that's what I've been doing. That's my gameplay. Anybody played Zelda? It seems like lots of people in the group were like, oh, I love that game. So good. So anybody have any tips or what I should do about these divine beasts? You know, hit me up in the group. I'm always up for some Zelda chatter. So good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely let them know. I know a couple of dames played a lot of it. Um, I, I barely touched it, but definitely not some people who have and uh, there are tips for doing it everybody was when it came out everybody was full of tips oh, because sure, it was yeah. the most popular game on the switch by far and maybe still overall has been it's it's the one i've definitely probably logged the most hours in and switch mm-hmm. it's well i don't know mario kart probably but i played a ton of fucking mario kart when that i first got the switch actually i got zelda exactly you know when when i got the switch years ago but i just never you know, Did you log into time. Fallout 76 at all this week or not really? It was just to pick up the free thing, whatever the, was it in a free emote or something? I, I literally yep. logged into the Atomic Shop and then closed it out. No, no, no Collectron. That's I, coming I think, back, by the way. Yes, that's a good PSA real quick. Um, as Jen's mentioning, it was only in the thing for three days. Three days after we earned it. And so they're going to bring it back in, um, probably with the Atomic Shop update this coming Tuesday. And, Thank goodness. And everyone's super excited. We earned another, you know, 38 seconds of meat week. Now, to be fair, we got a week of this. So 38 seconds times 24 to the third power plus seven. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, meat week was a little bit too quick, but it was still good for me. And I really think that people are, it's going to be going a little bit slower um, because a lot of people got the plans they wanted. Second mm-hmm. helpings, you know, people go back to the buffet, they still fill their plate, but then they get back to the table and they eat it, you know, a little more slowly. So I don't think they'll be cranking it out ahead of time. I think it's going to last longer. I bet we're looking at a couple minute runs occasionally. <laughs> Plus all that, uh, all the prime cuts. 
And I'm excited about the prime cuts. Because those events are fun, right? Yes. You hit different areas, even if you're not going to the meat cook and, you know, actually doing anything with that prime meat. You can still do prime cuts, get extra XP, guaranteed spawns. It's fun. Yeah, I was just prioritizing it incorrectly because I would show up every hour on the hour to do the meat cook, but I, you know, would do a prime cut if there was one immediately before or after, but maybe I was prioritizing it incorrectly. When you're doing it like with like a ritual like that or trying to earn the items and grind it, your way makes perfect sense. You do the same with Fashnoxum, you know, and, and that makes perfect sense. But uh, But to get the joy out of the event and what it is, I feel like prime cuts is a big part of the cycle. Just like I didn't like doing more than one Foshnock march at a time, uh, because it, you know, every robot parade should be special. So one an hour is enough. <laughs> and They're all special. They are. They are all special. <laughs> Did everyone get all of their um, goals they're going for the first round through? Ray, did you get all the... The I don't know what was the, the big grab this year. I think was that they added the the tenderizer plan. I think people were excited about that most of all. Yeah, I did get the tenderizer plan and then a, a dandy one star tenderizer at one point. Wait, wait. <laughs> Baker gave you a tenderizer. Ah. <laughs> uh... What, what is what is dandy? What does that what does that prefix mean? To being sarcastic, I think. Yeah. Pretty what, much. So, yeah. What what was the one star? Well, I don't know. I they fucking add cursed, which I don't know. You guys, anybody else, dramatic in their head and always whenever they see a word like that with the ed at the end, want to pronounce it cursed instead of cursed. Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just like I can't say the word beloved. I always want to say it beloved. Right. But cursed, is uh, is it cursed? Because I want to say it cursed. Can we have a policy on the show that is called cursed? Yes. Okay. Yes, like robots. Okay, because you tricked me for a second. Yes. Right? I thought oh, I was like, oh god, is Dandy a counterpart to cursed? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a sarcastic comment about a piece of crap so, tenderizer and then an usable tenderizer. Yeah, I was really into the uh, the Brahmin grill. I was looking for that, and I got it. Yeah, I got great. the got the dirty one. I did not get the Charlie costume. I got the helmet, like the hat part, but I did not get the full body costume. I wouldn't mind that. Um, I don't know if I have all the different spicy, salty um, I, plans. I know I have one or two of them. I don't think I have three of them. I was thinking last year by the end of the second helping you had all three but maybe maybe you didn't because i remember peppering up your if i did i would learn tenderizer for you i would have learned them on a different character probably i don't know if i still have the mm. physical plans itself i think if i did have plans i would have transferred them over to this character already but i can is go it, back and check is it peppered salty and spicy those are the three yes. mods those are the ones yep and what do they do Okay, so I would have to look that up to tell you for sure, because I don't, you know, it's a melee weapon. I don't really use it much. But if I remember correctly, um, Spicy might have had some damage over time or possible limb damage. Um, the most damage, I think, was Salty and then Peppered. I liked and I, yeah, I don't remember. I have to look it up. Salty just makes you complain a lot. <laughs> you would think. You would think. And I love the fact that you have to grab five of those components in order to do it it's like, man this it, thing is it, heavy it, 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 it drives up the uh, blood pressure of the victim 
dehydrates them. Yeah. Makes them have to drink a lot yep. of water. So peppered. Up like a, uh, <laughs> peppered is overall weapon damage. Peppered is overall weapon damage. Uh, salty is the one chance to cripple a limb and extra damage, but extra limb damage too. And then spicy is energy damage. So you get a little bit of uh, energy leakage there. Okay. Right. And is that in turn more effective against robots? Is energy damage? Does it work like that? I mean, what different. Is... Sorry. No, go on. What is the Fallout 76 equivalent of Vans? <laughs> uh, there isn't one. I mean, or you mean kind of like pointless? Map markers. Or do you mean an actual thing to lead you along the map? No, I mean, I was that was it Vans or which one was the one that showed you it was in the same area on the on the perk chart um the one that showed you um damage and susceptibility oh that's awareness awareness yes yes in skyrim is there yep yep in 76 there is absolutely i don't use there it was, much but you, you can there was a little i switched off of it on a character because i found was it that card that I switched out because I found it useless because vans didn't or vats didn't pause time? So it it's not like I could use the information it was giving me in any useful way. Right. I don't remember if that I I can't remember if that was the card or not. There was one card that they carried yeah, over that, from that four. That sounds about right. They carried it over from four, but I didn't find the use in it because vats no longer paused. So. Right. I, I remember it. using it in four and then only using it for a short while till I learned, you know, just I've learned that energy, um, energy damage robots were more susceptible to energy damage and more resistant to ballistics. So I, um, you know, I went and got my trusty Tesla rifle after the, um, after the big robot fight. <laughs> And that was it. Like I was all about the Tesla rifle. And um, I just wondered if it was the same thing. Now we have troubleshooters and stuff like that. So yep. yeah, all that affects. And I, you know, you can look up the individual DRs on the different robots in the game and the different, um, you know, prefixes level of robots, because now you have all these different levels going on. But um, I do think that they are still more susceptible to energy, but I don't think it's quite as, as much of a gulf or maybe it's exactly the same stats Wonder. and energy weapons are just so kind of weak overall in the game yeah you know they're adding more with the gauss and stuff yeah but, and the bad thing is it's, it's a level 27 perk yeah it's awareness level, oh yeah. wow and it costs two points but yeah by that time you know you don't care <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true if you know you know and if you don't you'll figure it out yeah you at that point you you kind of feel like you know it. And then do you really want to, it's something to put on to figure stuff out while you play. But mm -hmm. then like when you're actually questing, you would never keep that on. You know what I mean? It's more of a curiosity perk, kind of like Panapictographics or any of the ones to help you locate things, I would think. Right. Yeah. They're like a, like a, a unitasker card. So, I actually did play a good bit of Fallout this week, but it wasn't just Fallout. It was one of those weeks for me, too. So I think part of the reason we're seeing this is because we're in between seasons. Um, the season wrapped up this past Tuesday at noon. Uh, it was at noon, right? Not end of day. Whatever. I got it done, so I didn't care. You know, <laughs> I wish I mean I got it done around like midnight or 1 a.m. <laughs> on, on Monday night. But um, yeah, so there was still 
gathering score of the weekend. So I got in there to see what I could get naturally. Um, Cause as you know, I've been kind of updating. I've been getting 10 to 15 uh, score levels each week, keeping that going consistently. With the double score last time, it helped a lot. So if I was at like 78 to 82 uh, last show, over the weekend in order to get it in, I made it to 95 in the end because uh, every day I was doing most of the dailies and uh, I got those weeklies, got those weeklies all jammed out and they were double too this time instead of just double daily like it had been. Weeklies were also what? double. What? No way. Really? I believe they were, weren't they? Am I making that up? Because I'm pretty sure we got more for everything. That's incredible. For the, the whole last week. Yeah. And um, I think I'm making it up. I apologize, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. And so I, yeah, it was great. Um, and it kept me logging in. Now, a lot of people, you know, they caught up in and then they didn't know what to do. And also they got some burnout as we talked about. So that's why, like I said, people are having a lull right now. A lot of people, they finished their season. They're either back to playing the game the way they used to play it, you know, stuffies, photos, building, um, if that's their predilection, or they said, you know, screw this. And just kind of like the Fosh knocked burnout for the first couple of weeks of June after everybody had Fosh knocked and um, nuclear wintered all the rewards in their ghillie suits. And they're like, I'm taking a couple of weeks off. You know, it's, it's kind of the ebb and flow of an online game. And you see it in the community. Um, it's actually, it, it's kind of neat once you get used to it. And, you know, some people are like, oh gosh, people are giving up on the game or, oh, people are on less this week. You know what? It's a week or two, maybe three. Uh, chances are they'll be back when there's more content. That's just kind of how it works, you know. So I'm used to the ebb and flow. Uh, so this week I did. I finished my score, got that banged out, and uh, I did buy the last five levels. I went as far as I could, and then I put my money in. And the fact that you got 500 atoms back when you um, actually hit level 100, how great was that? I almost felt like I kept my atoms by buying those last couple. It wasn't really a big deal. So that was fun. Um, I haven't used the broom That's pose great. or you know, my Stay Puft Marshmallow armor yet. haven't really done all that cool stuff, yeah, but... <laughs> I like that armor. I yeah. love the marshmallow armor. That's great. I'm ex- yeah. But the big question, Jess. I'm excited about it, the planetarium. But go on, Andrew. Big question. Got that jackalope fireplace built? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here is an idea. What if you built a camp dedicated just to jackalope fireplace? Um, like... A, a lodge kind of build, but and then you like, you know how like you go to some fancy ass uh, restaurants or whatever, and they've got the huge fireplaces in the middle of the room and everything's around it. So what about a column, all fireplace, four sides, jackalope fireplaces, oh, that's with nice. fires lit yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And oh, I was just thinking back to back, room. but four is good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, this is what I'm picturing, but no, I have not used it yet. Um, my, my main camp is fully at max and while i did play some this week it was jamming out the score and then uh some purposeful play so besides finishing score um a big thing that was happening was i was really excited and i've mentioned this on the show before i think uh kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning was coming out this week september 8th now kingdoms of amalur is one of my fave games um you know it's i wouldn't put it in my top five but it's it's up there because it just had some of the best combat for an action RPG. And it's kind of like if a more serious fable. It's like if you crossed Fable and Dungeon Siege and Diablo, like that kind of ARPG feel uh, with uh, Oblivion's kind of uh, lore building or world building. Uh, it's just really, really good game, really deep, underappreciated. And um, so that was coming out. So I was super excited. So I pre-ordered it. And it comes out on September 8th. So I'm there Monday night. And, you know, I've finished my score. 
I'm all good. Midnight comes around. I'm trying to start Kings of Amalur. And yeah, that's right. I finished my score at like 11 that day because it was, we were off on Monday. Now I remember. And so I'm just waiting to Kings of Amalur. So it doesn't start. So between midnight and one, I try like five, six times. They're like, you are too early to play the game. And I'm like, what the muffins? Because it says September 8th right there. I can read. I bought this game. I want to play it so bad. Well, I'm on Reddit. I'm here and there. And it turns out it launched at noon on September 8th. So I couldn't play this game I've been super excited about. Okay, what do I do? So one comes around. I learned this information. And I said, screw it. I'm starting No Man's Sky. So that is why I finally played No Man's Sky. I got in around 1 at night. I played till about 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I know. I always horrified Dan when I talk about the schedule I keep. But um, I played till like early, early morning. And it was really fun. I, I, here's, here's my thoughts on it. It's beautiful. It has a lot of potential as a sandbox. I love everything I heard about it. Uh, the procedurally generated worlds and creatures are neat. And I'm sure there's so much to it I would enjoy. Uh, the building, once you learn things over time, it seems like it will have a lot of potential. But I don't like the control scheme. It feels like a PC game, in my opinion, that was ported to console. And yeah, it started on PlayStation and then came to Xbox with No Man's Sky Next. Um, but the amount you have to use the D-pad and you use your uh, joy joystick like a cursor in menus. And it's just, hmm, I'm not super comfortable with it. So I'm definitely going back. But it was just kind of a, let's finally try this out before, while I wait for this game to come out. So I love No Man's Sky. I took some pictures, Second Planet. I'm going to watch Raid's video. I'll probably go back every week or two for a while. Um, and maybe, maybe I'll get the bug. Maybe I won't. I just want to mention that. So then Tuesday, my game did come out, but I didn't get to play because launching an art project. So I log in <laughs> Tuesday night um, after after our stream. I'm just in chat for the stream. For that. So I get in to take some pictures. And I, uh, I got my pictures done, and that was fun. It was in workshops. But I wanted to bring up another thing. Um, so I've heard this said by some people lately, and I'm kind of seeing it, uh, that some of the current crop of new players and low levels have a slightly different attitude than what we've seen previously. And I, I love new players coming in, um, joining the community. It's always great when it grows. And maybe it's it being on Game Pass. Maybe, um, you know, it, it, I think it's a lot of it's Game Pass and, and being cheap now. Some people coming in are just there to grind it, get a high level, and not really experience the game the same. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, looking for, they've heard the community's really nice and give stuff out. And so there's some expectations where instead of just being like, oh my God, this person dumped me a bunch of stuff. This is great. Like then keep coming back. Oh, hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you walk me through this? Can you, you know, and I, I don't generally mind. I like being a resource for people. And I know a ton of other players do too, but there's been some neediness lately. And I, I met this one player who um, was messaging me a lot. And uh, it was it was getting a little bit annoying. Like I couldn't log in without having them follow me around. I mean, you know that happens, but usually not to this extent. They usually take a hint when you try to give a hint. Um, all right, all well, right. I'm sorry. I'll give you space. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, dude. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you do have to, you know, learn to adjust to your new, uh, you know, lifestyle of the. Uh, um, She's an all star, dude. People. You can say it. She's an all star. <laughs> I have, I have, I have a few 
people like that, you know, and, and that's fine that, that I know well that, you know, um, jump on a lot and that's fine. I don't mind the, the parties and the invites mm-hmm. and, and this and that. Um, yeah, the paparazzi. <laughs> that's just, fine. Just but don't... in this case, it was just, it was incessant in a way that is, you know, mm-hmm. made me realize after a while, oh my gosh, he's probably only around 20 yeah, be, and, uh, be or be younger. Careful. Be careful. Don't get yourself a stalker or anything. Well, here's what happened. So they joined my private server and they messaged me, you know, again and like, okay, sure. Yeah, no, hop on. I'm just here to take pictures. Well, the whole time I was trying to take pictures for the art project, I was getting messaged and like, it was just, it was making it very difficult to focus. So I went over to help them with something and I got to this camp and it was full of duped ammo machines. So on my private server, this person logged in and they had been using the duped ammo machine glitch to, uh, to create ammo here and at a power at a uh, one of the Poseidon power plants, and you know the person had only been playing for like two weeks, and they'd learned all the wrong lessons apparently, and uh, so yeah, so they're not coming on my server anymore. And I just wanted to say, you know, I love people joining me. Don't join me and then you know do stuff like that. <laughs> That's not cool. I'm sure I wouldn't get banned, um, just weird. because it's not me doing it. They would probably find the player doing it, but. It's not cool. <laughs> I don't know, Jess. You are providing an environment for a common nuisance to be created, so that that could be uh, considered problematic. Yeah, which which is why we're not letting that continue. <laughs> but that was just—I was disappointed by that. Like, I feel like some people joining the game coming in just learning the wrong lessons. How do I get XP the fastest? That's, how do I level up so, the fastest? And how do I cheat? That's so weird. People have that, like that instinct to game the game, just play for you're new to it and. That's so yeah. weird. I just that that just that's not me. I don't know. Yeah, it's not the way it's not the way we play, and it's not the kind of people we want to attract. And yeah, Chat's kind of jumping in on that. And and yeah, some of it is a little bit spoopy. And I've I've had that. And this was just more of a nuisance. And then it turned out it was more than that. <laughs> exactly. Alex is that kind of person. Mm-hmm. They know. So anyway, don't do that, okay? <laughs> Listeners, please. <laughs> No, um, not just on Jess's server. Don't do that shit, you know, yeah. normally. No, don't. It's uh, it going to hurt yourself. It can lead to bad things. People have gotten banned for that, among other things, you yeah. know? Uh, so let's see. Besides that, um, I did play Kingdoms of Amalur finally. It is still a beautiful game. I love it. You'll probably hear me talk about it off and on. Got a couple hours in. Um, we did have a kind of showcase stream so wednesday i did a rerun and i was just kind of a chat hanging out doing a rerun because we had to cancel our programming that night um thursday we had a showcase and uh, at that showcase we had um our friend kenny kenny smyson showed up to show his camp on pc so it was fun we did playstation camp uh, aries oh, dragons with a rubik's cube then we did Kenny with an amazing ironclad build. And then we uh, wrapped up back on PlayStation with Scullyface, uh, who had this really great place called the Kill Laugh Love Corner Cafe that she's been kind of growing for over a year. And that was wonderful. But to hear more about um, that vote and that gameplay, I'd like to bring on Mr. Kenny Smyson right now. How are you doing tonight, Kenny? Kind of with his mic off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he, he's, he joined us like 10 minutes ago, and he's been waiting for his intro. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, anyway, while we wait for while we wait for Ken to jump in, I'm just going to say, well, what else did I do? Uh, that was pretty much it. Streams, a lot of gameplay, a lot of score grinding. Even I slowed down a little bit this week just because of the fact that, yeah, you finished score and uh, Hello? wait for new stuff. Hey, Kenny, welcome to the show. 
Hey. Hi, Kenny. I had set up my uh, blue ball, but it wasn't working. So, interesting. <laughs> that right. totally happened. Yeah, we, like we're just know. talking about our gameplay, and I was telling them uh, about the fact that we saw your camp this week. Yeah, it was a ton of fun being on the show. Oh, goodness. Can you still hear me? Yeah, we can. Did you do anything else? Did you do anything no. else in Fallout this week? Um, Let's see. No, because there's not much to do in between seasons. <laughs> Although what I do uh, in between seasons is I try to um, you know, finish up some of those atoms that I never got on, like the end of the character and the social, some of those things. Like I still haven't taken over all the workshops yet. I mean, I've only been playing since December, so. And you had an atom shop video this week, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love doing those. Um, you know, it's it's funny when I set out to do those. I tried to find on YouTube quick, you know, videos showcasing the Adam Shop items, but uh, you know, because all I could find are longer videos, like you know, respawns and whatnot. You know, great channel. But um, now it's like there's a lot of people either doing it at the same time or or whatnot. But I don't know. You know, it's it's a lot of fun for me, and of course, I'll be segueing into camp build videos. As we, uh, as I progress my little YouTube career, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's awesome. handy to be able to see <clears throat> the items actually placed, so you can see what they do. Well, yes, yeah, you know, a still picture doesn't always show what it, it, it can do if you can toggle it on and off. Like the jukebox, you have to power it up, but then you can turn it off with, you know, it has the proximity area of effect lighting, but then you have to turn, you can turn off the music actually. So you don't have the classical music going. And uh, like Jess was saying, if you use the, uh, the drop glitch, you can sync a normal radio into it. I got, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Who on earth in the right mind, any sane, intelligent person. Okay. Puts classical music in a fifties style (laughs) sock hop, obvious rock and roll cool cut a rug man 1950s fucking jukebox who does that that's insane uh, and <laughs> the thing that cracks me up is that if you look at the uh you know the poster uh for the jukebox it's the life of the party <laughs> that is not life of the party music i'm sorry the, the thing came yeah. off this set of fucking happy days for christ's sake what are we doing here why is it playing you know the you know symphonies or whatever that's that makes yeah. no sense to me yeah and i mean it just can't be that hard to change that programming it just can't or have an like alternate have version a new playlist or anything they just have to change the channel. Well, I mean, they gave us a radio with classical and a radio with the Appalachia music or whatever. So why can't they just add another music channel to the jukebox? Give us a variant on it or whatever. God, that's so weird. Yeah, there's so many simple things they could do to improve the game. You know, and I'm not trying to hate on it, but like the the the, the cuckoo clock that came out in the atomic shop this week, it's mm-hmm. not synced to the in-game calendar. So the only way it it ever goes off, right? In-game clock, I mean. So the only way it goes off is if you walk up and activate it, which is cool. But they, you know, if they have the display of your clock synced to the in-game calendar on your Pit Boy when you pull that up, they should be able to sync it to a clock on the wall in your camp, right? 
at top of the hour, the thing goes off. But the, the, but time and game goes so fast that would drive me insane. It'd be like every six minutes. Yeah. Would it <laughs> drive you cuckoo? <laughs> drive me cuckoo, <laughs> cuckoo. <laughs> exactly. It's, I'm gonna be every what twenty minutes, I think. I have no idea how quick time goes, but it yeah. it seems it seems pretty quick. Yeah. What else have you been doing in game? Um, I have not been doing much, just doing my, my videos, camp building, and I am trying to, to get through the, the, I'm a little behind on the Wastelander stuff with my main character. So I am trying to get through that. Um, I just got Polly, her head. Um, so that's oh, nice. kind of where I'm at. I'm a little bit behind and haven't chosen a side yet between those settlers and raiders although my main character will be a uh, with the settlers i'll have two characters with the settlers and two with the raiders i was just thinking jess we need to uh put out um an apb to someone go make sure that chris is okay because with all the time we're taking off of the uh the gold grind the oh i know I know. I, you know what? We will message him after the show and make sure he's not having any palpitations. He was very concerned. I was just checking in on chat, talking about floating doors and, and how to do it for a second. Good times. You can float anything if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. Sounds like some good gameplay this week. Um, obviously, a lot of games that weren't Fallout. But we all got some followed in, so that's great. You know, we got our quest done last yeah. week, and we're going to have quests again next week, so everybody better get ready to jump back in. Oh, goodness. Uh, especially oh, goodness. with the new season coming up, too, and all the fun, exciting, frightening new changes. <laughs> so, um, Kenneth, sir, do you have a favorite item from the game board that you earned? Ooh, on the legendary run? The, the camp. Um, the camp. The camp items that we earned from the the legendary run. Yes, have you built everything? I haven't even taken the time oh, to yeah. slow down and stop and build everything. Yeah, the the I did re- in my camp build uh, from the showcase last night. I actually used the jackalope fireplace, um, and, and I, I would like to say a rather clever way, but um, I, I would say I think the planetarium is my favorite thing actually, just because I, I if it's shiny and lights up, I, I get excited. So, yeah, the, the planet term is probably my Gosh, favorite thing. I don't thing. know that I've even seen that. What, what is? I need. I need, I haven't built anything. I was. Well, it it's was, similar it to the Nuka Cola bottle light lamp. That so like there's oh, okay. lights that spin and it's uh, like purple, kind of like a, an, a, a uh, projects the stars onto the uh, ceiling. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's cool. It looks very cool, and I, it's purple and glowy, so I love it. I was super excited about the firefly lamp and it was so underwhelming i was oh, i was disappointed in that it thing. pulsates but it doesn't glow now keep in mind you can merge it with a regular light bulb to add a little extra glow to it um that works also also i had an idea um so you know how the planetarium thing spins right ken um you can't put anything on top of it. Like it's one of those, there are a lot of items where you can't put anything on top. But I think if you do the trick where if you put it right on the edge of a floor and hang something over so that it kind of, the game suddenly attaches them in its mind and you can move them together. I mm-hmm. bet you could like put a bunny on top and make like a, make like a disco bunny or something. That would be really cool. 
That would be really cool. And what if, okay, follow me here. What if you then, because you've got a bunny floating on top of it or a sheep squatch, you then hook the actual strobe light to the bunny's feet? Because that would attach then. So you have a strobe light merged inside of a planetarium. And yeah, okay, I've, I'm going to have to try this. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how Jess's brain works. You, I, I love it. Are you creating a roller disco? What's happening? Well, I already have a, I, I made this cool little Sheep Squatch Disco pop-up that I have. And for that one, I did um, attach a light to the Sheep Squatches, but um, in the middle of, in the middle of this disco, but not on top of the planetarium. Oh, so nice. we're taking one step further. Is it Fire Squatch or something? Well, but fire, fire no, no, it's actually really cute. You have to see it. I've got like blinking stars and lights and traffic lights. And oh. it's, it's a cute little thing. I made it with the, um, all the aluminum counters. So, yeah, it's just a neat little thing. Beautiful. <laughs> so we might have to, Jen, are you going to have to call it a night now? I feel like it's going to be pumpkin time. We're about to get into feedback. Yeah. It is about pumpkin time. Before you I'm go, gonna... what was your yes. favorite item? What was your favorite item on the game board? It started with the chickens. I was very, very, very excited about the chickens. Um, but I can't remember. I think there was something way, way, you know, score has been a blur for me. And I would, you know, do five, six levels and then go back and claim them all and like dive back in again without really looking at what I, yeah, what too. I got to play with. Yeah. yeah and I didn't, um, I didn't build anything. I haven't built the chicken coop yet that everyone's so crazy about. Yeah, no time to build the chicken coop. So, um, you know, I I did put um, I did put some of the star wallpaper inside my new build, um, just one square of it, um, and um, <laughs> it's a painting. That's I'll, awesome. I'll post a picture. Awesome. Um, so, so yeah, I I was really really excited about so much of it. But what I think I'm most excited about at the end of all, the, oh, and the jackalope fireplace was like I was so good my goal it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing um but I was really I didn't know I'd be so excited about the white power power armor but, <laughs> but I feel like though we were doing um one of the earl runs and I was wearing it and I was weirdly irrationally worried that I was going to scratch it Oh no! You mess it dirty. So white. I don't want to get it dirty. It's like a white car in the mud. Like I just want to make sure it's clean all the time. But I, I really do love that armor. I just, I feel so shiny and happy in it. I also really enjoy it. Have you built the black varietal yet? No. See, Howie's been wearing that one, and I always felt like I. I always feel like I need to be a little bit different. So we've been running around together and the he wears the black, I wear the white, and we were yeah. taking some pictures together. I, it was really, really funny. I think I um, prefer the white. I like that the black is good. And I forever was looking for black paint job for my power armor and I couldn't find it, especially for the excavator yeah. because that yellow was making me insane. The raven whatever, that one is fucking awesome. Bird it's bird beautiful. something. What what is that? Blackbird. Blackbird. Oh, that one's fucking cool. Yep. Yeah, I wanted I that it was the what is the one that's charcoal gray that came out just before 
or well before that, the the blackbird. The charcoal gray with like the tracings on it or because that might have been one of the apocalypse ones. Um, no, it was an early excavator. It was like the first muted paint job you could get to make your excavator armor not like day glow yellow. Yeah. Yep. So I remember I it. bought it. How dare you? Like How dare you? Like yeah. Oh it, was, <laughs> it was the engineer or something like that. Yeah. So Alex says it's the Garahan paint. And he also wants you to know that the um, armor is is stain resistant and spill proof. So you're okay. Oh, so oh that's great. Is the mm -hmm. interior simonized? Because then. <laughs> because <laughs> We're waiting on that. Waiting on that. Oh, worthwhile. <laughs> I hope that it's plush on the inside too, because man. It is, but it's covered in plastic. So you're not allowed to sit on it except for in holidays. Ah, shucks. <laughs> only company it's just for company exactly only when company's over <laughs> when i get out the good forks you can get in the power armor <laughs> otherwise you're gonna have to wear your nasty gray garahan power armor but hang on i have a question was the excavator armor paint job was that always separate yes um, and then when did they start folding them into all the new paint jobs? Because Alex can answer better, but I would say it, for the most of the first year, they were pretty much always separate. Like this was for just this paint job. And then they started doing packages with like four of them, oh. but yeah. four of them plus excavator. I'm not sure how many even have that in there. Because when I got the red shift, that had excavator included. And I was like really, really excited that I, I didn't know. And then I saw it on the list of, of the um, available power armors because I, someone gifted me um, shocks for my excavator armor and it is my everything because I'm a terrible, horrible, incurable. <laughs> so, Are you nice. talking about the yellow excavator armor? Yeah. Yeah. So was that not originally an armor on the, in the game at the launch? No, it no, was, but the yeah. skins for it. Yeah, the skins for it. Oh, being able to put skins on that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so when, because you could buy individual skins for it, but mm -hmm. um, but the excavator was never included in the larger packages that included yeah. the T60 and all of that stuff. Alex so, says it was with Nuclear Winter. Okay. With Nuclear Winter, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that's that's really good to know because I just, I all of a sudden, one day, I saw that I could, you know, I couldn't paint my Mothman paint on my excavator armor but then all of a sudden i could on my redshift armor and i wasn't sure and those are the only ones that really pulled me in to to buying power armor paint because i don't usually wear it unless i find the eyes on the redshift a little bit creepy they're but otherwise the armor's scary. cool they're like no. spider eyes aren't they beautiful mm -hmm. i love them I like love, big, little, big daddies it is yes yes very much but also the little the little song it sings when you kill something it's I really haven't cool. heard this. It sings oh, a song to you? Oh, yes. I should record it. Um, it sings a little song when you engage. Um, it sings a little song when you win your battle. Um, it sings a little song when you get inside. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a happy little I'm, happy little communist power armor. That's awesome. I'm, I'm not into... Propaganda music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not generally into power armor paints and stuff i don't spend a lot of atoms on that sort of stuff but that that helmet by itself is worth it for the uh the red shift it's fucking cool i love that it's so it's so good i i love that red shift armor i have switched it for the 
the puffy stay puff marshmallow paint. I wish that we got all of the Captain Cosmos colors for the Captain Stay Puffed power armor paint. Oh, that would be cool. I like you I know, like it in hot pink and the turquoise blue and the green, orange. It, it all looked great, I think. I think I like the white so much because I'm a Douglas Adams fan and Marvin the Depressed Android. Um looks a lot like that that white power armor job. I don't know the reference. No, um, he was Hitchhiker's. a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Did you not read that or watch the movie? No, I never have. It's a lot of fun. Oh, wowzers. Yeah, <laughs> definitely good. And and yes, you got to know about Marvin the Robot. Yeah. I think Marvin. my brother read it because there's something about the number like 42 or something, right? Mm-hmm. It's the answer to life. Mm-hmm. The universe and everything. Yeah, he wouldn't shut up about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a, something I love. <laughs> All right, but. so one more No Man's Sky thing before you go, Jen. Mm, yeah, yeah. So you've been through the um, the transporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been to a portal? Yes. On the planet. Yes. The one that shoots out that that is exactly like Stargate. It where is you pro- where you program the numbers. Yes. And the, yeah. thing, the the big surge comes out and then goes back and you walk through the water. It totally is. And I keep wondering if I'm going to like find a Gua'uld inside of me somewhere, like, you know, a symbiote's taken over. Um, yeah, it's, that's totally, I saw that, I saw, and I was like, I saw all the signs around the outside when you have to do the addresses. And mm-hmm. then suddenly it occurred to me that when I go into photo mode and I see the little icons on the bottom, that's the star address. Yep. That's your Stargate address. Yeah. So good. There's so many science fiction things just woven into the whole no man's sky world that, or worlds uh, that yeah. I, I love, yeah, it is very, very, very Stargate. I can only imagine how, how um, science fiction nerdy that uh, off the, their office must be. Oh, I would love to visit. I would love to visit and ooh and ah at all of the, at all of the things. Because they've got to have all like the, they've got to have figurines and weird, odd, nerdy stuff. That level of nerdishness, you must. Yeah. But yeah, that was really, really great. Jen, that remind, is awesome. Jen, remind us where we can find your art project. Mm, art, af- um, la, la, la. <laughs> it's late, at artf76 on Twitter. Um, the new project, you can just use the hashtag um, F76 Masterpiece. That's um, that's our, our tag so we can find it. But, I mean, all of that said, there is um, no deadline for any of the other projects. So if you have silhouettes, we still have silhouettes rolling in, um, album covers rolling in. Um, I haven't seen a lot of feasts come in, but... Um, you can send those too, because Thanksgiving's rolling around again. Yeah, but tis, um, the tis the season for mashed potatoes and turkey. Oh, yum. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. I can wait for the squishy cold, ghoul but... pie. And what? Squishy ghoul pie. Squishy ghoul pie. Mmm. Yummy. Ray, Ray, <laughs> you can have my slice. Roast super mutant. <laughs> <laughs> Candy roll miner. Stinky meats. Meaty meats. Sticky <laughs> meat. And the scorch, the spicy meat. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Or blackened meat. Maybe. Oh, yeah. You got the, the Jamaican influence. Yeah, that's like Cajun, the, right? Blackened? The blackened. Blackened. Is yeah. Right. And those scorched are jerks, so it works. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. You can well, find her at Pantagrulia on Twitter. Jen, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. And I enjoy I enjoyed hanging out with you guys. I always do. And I will look forward to hearing the rest of the show. And I pass the baton to Kenny. And one last Yay. plug. One last plug for your uh, new endeavor before you go to your website. Oh, um, Art by Panta. Um, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Art by Panta. I've got some, I've been working on some Halloween designs. Um, so um, lots and lots of bats on different colored backgrounds i know the stuff i started with was white backgrounds and um and that stains easily um but i've been working on um some masks actually from um from another site i like these designs better they're a heavier um a heavier mask and it's a pleated design which i find more comfortable than the than the flat ones so um so yeah i they're all on my um on my socials and you can just link to it. Um, but I've got, yeah, a bunch of different shops on there and a bunch of different products on there. Thank you so much for plugging every week. That's so awesome. Oh, absolutely. Followed uh, you. Yay. Thank you. You're Racking them up. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> thank you so much, Jen. Have a good night. Thank you. Mwah. Good night guys. Good night. Let's switch gears over into feedback mode. Uh, we'll uh, get into Dwight here first off. Uh, was there anything you guys wanted to get into before switching over to feedback? You know what? Let's get into some feedback. I think that's great. Um, get a little fall somebody sticks in our veins. So I guess we can come back and talk about it. Sounds good. These guys always spark off a few mm-hmm. topics anyways. All right. Here's mm-hmm. Dwight. All right. Um, he did tip me off as to his pop culture references, and I guarantee you I only would have gotten two of these anyway. See if you guys can catch all five of Dwight's pop culture movie references. They're movies in, again? In this, okay. in this feedback. As far as I can tell, they all are, aren't they? Aren't they usually movie feedback? They usually are, yeah. Okay. All right. Here you go, Dwight. The next step in the Vault 79 heist was talking to another of Meg's guys, Gentleman Johnny Two Guns Weston. How many names does this dude need, asked Oz and Mr. Fuzzy. I don't know, but this is going to be interesting, Rick said when she saw him. Johnny was standing there, bathed, groomed, and wearing a clean tuxedo. He was easy to identify as he looked completely out of place amongst the dirt, grime, and rotting body parts of the crater. Who's this guy think he is, asked Sage. Ooh, what's wrong, Sage? Annie asked. Mad he didn't share his tailor? What? Nah, Sage responded. He's got a nice suit, so what? He may be easy on the eyes, Annie added, but don't let your guard down. 
and don't trust him. Seems like that's his angle. Oh, oh, yeah, of course, Rick replied. When they spoke to him, they could tell why Meg liked him so much. Wow, this guy's like part secret agent, part used car salesman, Oz said. Rick made note to find out what Oz meant by used car salesman. Johnny would help, but of course needed help with something first. He needed help rescuing Hal, a former partner of his from some slavers in Watoga. Rick wanted to just walk in and kill them all. Johnny seemed to think winning in their arena was the way to go. Okay, I'll do it, Rick volunteered. Sage harumped that idea right away. Wait a minute, interjected Annie. Her claws are better suited to the arena setting than our pistols. We'll be locked and loaded, front row center. We'll turn that place into the fucking wild bunch if she gets in trouble. Sage didn't like it at all, but acquiesced. He learned to trust Annie's judgment. Before they left, he did say to Johnny, Just know, something happens to her. I shoot you first. Rick said, I think he likes me. You didn't have to threaten him, Sage. Nah, kitten, said Annie. He's not how he appears. These people prey on suckers and can smell fear. Continuously reminding them you have teeth is the way to survive here. It's a wonder they can smell anything, Oz said. All I smell around this place is ass, rotting meat, and bullshit. On the way to Watoga, Sage went on about his buns, not guns philosophy. He had ideas. Sure enough, the first time they came across some super mutants, Sage opened his pack and started throwing stuffed rabbits at them. They stepped on them as they advanced. Ah, the poor buns, Oz said. Sage, Rick yelled out, put the bunny back in the box. Annie agreed as she drilled them both in their eye sockets. Maybe we need to find a better way to deliver them when they're not fighting an aggressive. Sage was disappointed, but agreed. When they got to Watoga, they snuck past all the murder bots to get to the Watoga Civic Center. Sage and Annie took their seats in the audience while Rick went with Johnny. Johnny was disguised and put on a ridiculous British accent. He told her the plan. She wins, the owner Sargento buys her, takes her where Hal is, and she gets him out. Rick said okay, but she wanted half the caps. He agreed. He also wanted Rick to wear a slave collar, which she was not okay with. She only went along with it after he assured her that it was inert and wouldn't blow up. He didn't want to have to deal with Annie and Sage as she lost and got blown up. That meant if she did lose, plan B was kill everyone. Rick referred the latter but went along. Johnny also made up some story about her having diarrhea at registration and gave her the name Septic Survivor. Rick was mortified. She bit her lip so hard she tasted blood. After registration, she told him she expected to be treated with more dignity. He promised to change the name. He didn't. First match was a breeze. It was all ghouls. She kept low and used ramshackle structures to block line of sight. Her wicked new gauntlet cut through them like wheat. She killed everything and smoked the previous time held by nuclear Don. After the winner was announced, Don's head exploded. Yours better be non-functional, Oz said, or Johnny's inside's going to be outside. Johnny came to her and gave her a couple options to gain an edge for the second match. She refused them both. She wasn't about to trust Don's chems or that the turrets wouldn't kill her. Besides, the last one was so easy, how hard could this one be? When she entered the arena again, she found out. Floaters everywhere. She used the same tactic as before, but they were harder to sneak up on. They converged on her a couple times and knocked her down. Each time, one would explode and give her egress. 
She'd glance over as she ran out of the throng and see Annie and Sage sitting calmly, holding fancy lad cake boxes with a smoking hole in it. At the end of the match, she still managed to beat Death Klaus's time, and he lost his head. Poor Death Klaus, Oz whispered. For the final match, Johnny offered to have her opponent, Maximum Mahdi, take a dive. Oz refused. Rick refused. No way was she trusting someone with a name as lame as that. Says the septic survivor, Oz reminded her. Back in the arena, there was a huge section walled off and she could clearly hear breathing behind it. I hope it's a death claw, Rick said. She could feel Sage's worried look from the stands. The wall fell and there stood a grafted monster with vines all over it. That'll do, pig, Rick said through gritted teeth. That'll do, pig. That'll do. She launched forward like a cold spring and sliced down its belly as she slid between its stubby legs. Once through, she anchored, spun, slashed both of its black legs. As it fell forward onto its massive fists, she jumped onto its back, furiously hacking where she figured its spine would be. It lurched once and dropped. Rick stepped down off of the carcass and shook black blood from her gauntlet. Everyone, Sage and Annie included, just sat there, mouths agape. Then everyone erupted, cheering. Maddie knew what the deal was and accepted her fate. Boom. Rick swore that will never be her. Damn right it won't, Oz added. According to plan, Sargento came out and offered to buy Rick. They gave her a drink from the winner's cup and everything went black. When she woke up, she was locked in a strange room with some dude. Hal, I presume, she asked. I'm Rick. I'm here to rescue you. Hal said what? I'm here to rescue you. I'm here with Johnny Weston. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Hal seemed surprised Johnny would come for him. He said he dug a way out of the room and they could sneak out. She responded, yeah, that's not how this is going to go. She opened the door and ran at the first slaver she saw. She cut them down like a paper doll and moved to the next, not breaking stride. She got to him before he got a shot off. I love slavers, Rick said. No matter what you do to them, you don't feel bad. She moved down the corridor and back toward the arena. She stayed low, used her angles, and used cover when needed to get close. She took pleasure in cutting each of them down in a different way. Most never saw her coming. If they did, it was always too late by then. She and Hal made it back to the arena, where Johnny and a very upset Sage and Annie waited. Are you okay? Sage asked frantically. Just fine, Rick said, wiping the blood off her gauntlet with a piece of some slaver's shirt. When Hal saw Johnny, he seemed appreciative. Johnny pulled out a gun and shot him in the head. What the hell, yelled Rick, all this so you could kill him? Johnny explained that he needed to do it, and he lied because he figured they'd say no. She lit into him, told him she would have helped, and to pay up. He handed over the caps and then tried to say he wanted half of the take from the vault or he wouldn't do it. Rick told him after the shit he pulled, 25% was it or walk. He agreed. As they walked out, Sage asked, Still want to join these assholes, laugh? Rick said, Ah, they're not that bad. Sage said, They screw each other constantly. If you leave, they hunt you down and kill you, and they have the heads and dead bodies of people that disagree with them all over their camp. They're bad people, laugh. Any power or stability they offer is tenuous at best. He's not wrong, kitten, Annie said. Okay, fine. After the vault, we go our own way. We'll just be a pack of four then. Yes, of course, Sage said. Pack of four. 
Oh, shoot. Cut out a little bit there at the end. Sorry, Dwight. I didn't catch the last line or two, but I heard most of it. I got up during the beginning. I missed. Gonna kill you. And they have the heads and dead bodies of people that disagree with them all over their camp. They're bad people, laugh. Any power stability they offer is tenuous at best. He's not wrong, kitten, Annie said. Okay, fine. After the vault, we go our own way. We'll just be a pack of four then. Yes, of course, Sage said. Pack of four. Yes, okay. yes, of course, Sage said. A pack of four. Sorry, just I faded out a little bit there a little too soon. And that's that's referring to their characters. Yes. Uh, Rick, Oz, Sage, and Annie. Wolfpack. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was awesome. I actually, I had to get up during the beginning, so I missed the beginning. And I only caught one movie reference. Um, who caught more? I'm sure some of you guys did. I, I definitely caught both of them that, I mean, it's unfair because I saw them, but I didn't recognize the other three, so I, I still didn't even recognize, even though... Uh, I knew what they were. I wasn't like listening for them specifically, but I still didn't hear. But uh, the two that I was expecting, I definitely caught. Did you recognize the one that made me almost spit my drink that I had just taken a sip of when he said it? I I, I hope so. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> that was the um. That was the Babe the Pig reference. Yeah, the, the that'll. Yeah. Yep. I'll drop in the two that I that I recognize, but I'm I'm hopeful or interested to see what you guys out there caught. All right, thank I you. didn't catch any myself. That that'll do. Pig is the uh, the big and that's a great one. The big one for me. One of the best movies of all time, Babe the Pig, it, in my in my top ten movies. If anybody un- who knows me could guess, it is underappreciated. I watch it with my son every once in a while. It's very good. Those my those mice are awesome. <laughs> Blue moon. <laughs> Right. Is that the movie that has uh, Ba-Ram you? Ba-Ram you. <laughs> your sheep, your flock be true. That's the one. And the goose that thinks it's a uh, rooster, right? <laughs> yes. That's or the, so the good. Duck, the duck. The duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. And we're not talking Babe Pig in the so City. Good. Still a fun movie, but not quite the charm of the original. Yeah, not quite <laughs> as good. Stephen Wright as one of the apes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and along the same lines, though, uh, the the nineteen was it seventies, maybe early eighties. The animated Charlotte's Web. Uh, we watched that one too the other day. So good. Some pig. Mm-hmm. So good. Magnificent. Some terrific pig. Terrific pig. Magnificent pig. I don't remember what it was. So good. Good. Good movie. All right. Oh. What other want... references? Oh, uh, do you want me to bust them out? Should we? Well, have people. Ken right. said he didn't get any, but did Ray? Ray, did you get any? Ray doesn't get anything. Was it a detective show? No, he didn't get it. <laughs> uh, just the just the pig. The pig. Okay, I'm so sorry. I, you know, do I, I got up during the beginning of that. I had to. I had to take a quick a quick break, <laughs> and so I missed the first part. So I'm sorry I didn't get them, but let's I'm see. sure they were fantastic. Um, let's see if we have Dwight here. I do like. Um, Here we go. In you, that you want me, I'll, I'll read them off if you guys want to hear them. Here we go. Yeah, let's do it. You know what? Yeah. Listeners have had time to think about it themselves. Let's give them the answer key. All right. So, fans from the movie From Dusk Till Dawn, uh, well, turn that place into the fucking wild bunch. 
So yeah, I, had that. <laughs> I saw that movie once a long time ago. I don't know. And uh, Con Air was up next with Put the Bunny Back in the Box. Nice. That's uh, a classic. Gotcha. Then, then from Babe, uh, That'll Do, Pig. That'll do. Uh, then from Star Wars, I'm Rick, and I'm here to rescue you. Oh, oh, that's subtle, but that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then someone should reply, aren't you a little short for a, I don't know. Stormtrooper? In, yeah, insert whatever soldier character. For a, bro- for a brotherhood? Yeah, aren't you a little short for a brotherhood? Or a paladin, how about that? <laughs> there you go. Um, and then um, from Sin City, and it's been a very long time since so I've seen this. I don't know this one either. I love slavers. No matter what you do to them, you don't feel bad. I was here for that one too. I told mm, mm, those two. I did not get either of those. I definitely should have gotten at least one. I like that we're turning this into a game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good deal. As always, Dwight. Thank you, sir. Good deal. It's been so long since I've seen any of those yeah. movies, even Star Wars, that I didn't. Those went right over my head. I was going to say a lot of '90s movies, but I, I guess Star mm-hmm. Wars was before that. I've had a bunch of refreshers of Star Wars, uh, you know, having a kid in the house recently. It's been, he went through that phase. We're in Lord of the Rings right now. I've been watching The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings over and over. You know what? Let's take a quick digression and talk about that. So we had a big conversation about Lord of the Rings. And um, so the animated ones, have you exposed him to like the Rankin-Bass animated ones? The Hobbit? We just, we finished The Hobbit, the animated Rankin-Bass Hobbit just earlier this evening. Um, we started it yesterday and today he was walking around the house going bum, 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 singing the, the, <laughs> the, the goblin town down, down to goblin town song. Yeah. That's he so was, great. He's just like walking around stomping and humming that song. So I knew that he was enjoying it. So I, we put that in and we finished that, uh, earlier tonight before, before bedtime. So yeah. Um, and then next, uh, we were going to watch the um what is that anime ralph bakshi okay so the ralph Lord bakshi the one yeah. a little bit weird okay so you've got obviously I the love Hobbit, that Rankin one. Bass, oh, and then I love Re- it. return of the king ranking uh ranking bass whatever in that style and then ralph bakshi is the hobbit now it's not wizards weird and i definitely enjoyed it but the golem animation and golem voice is creepy as creepy as oh, <laughs> i was i was my my wife doesn't like the Ralph Bakshi one, because the the I really think it's a cool effect, so where they do like they f- live they f- live film, you know, live action stuff, but they sort of silhouette it and, and they color over it, kind and, of and, in the background, and, and they animate it to make it mm-hmm. look like. Oh, for all the battle scenes, they use live action, but they color over it to make it look like it's cartoons. I think it's a really cool effect in a very very neat movie uh i don't i haven't shown it to mo yet but it is up next on the docket and i had forgotten about the rankin and bass return of the king that's how you're going to finish the story because they only cover the first two in ralph bakshi uh mm-hmm. you get all of um fellowship and then most of two towers uh but not not both perspectives as much and then so you'll jump ahead a little bit and then finish it with return of the king yeah i've got to got to find i don't know that i i own that i mean i guarantee you my library has it but will it be on like my hoopla app or whatever. Yeah, I got. I have well, to. I have to look that one up. If you can't find it, I'll get it for you because I'm sure I have a digital copy. We can oh, share. Wonderful. <laughs> and who's, have, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ken or Ray? Have either of you guys seen the animated ones? 
No, and I've only seen the first uh, of the movies. So. Oh, yeah, wait. I've seen, <clears throat> yeah, I've seen the... Um, I saw the cartoon one, goodness, probably early, mid-90s. Is that yep. the... And what's the name you're calling it? Well, there were three. So the Ralph Bakshi one is a bit squirrely animation with live action stuff. And then the one that has uh, got the, you know, the kind of fat hobbits with really curly hair. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Hobbit or Turn of the King. That's the one I saw. Did it have Gandalf and eagles in it? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's Hobbit. And, and Smeagol? Um, yes, yes. Okay. And okay. Smog. Yep. Okay, and Smog. Yeah. That was definitely the Hobbit. Okay. No, those but, those are those are wonderful. I love love all of those. We watched all the the live action Hobbit, and then the Lord of the Rings, and then we're watching the the animated stuff. So that's I'm such a huge fan. I mean, our friend Pat is a big uh, Lord of the Rings nerd, but I'm definitely up there. You know, I I uh, Lord of the Rings was one of my very first fandoms because I got into D and D and fantasy and uh, some books, and I discovered Lord of the Rings and. The world is so rich, you know, so much there. And the extended editions with all the behind the scenes stuff, like 16 hours of behind the scenes and extra footage, if you have the whole collection, it's just the best. I mean, you can watch those yearly almost. Well, every couple of years. And did you read the uh, Lord of the Rings books before you saw the movies or movies? Yes, first? well okay. before. Yep. Okay. Yep. I started reading those in high school. Yeah, it was definitely uh, uh, bittersweet to watch the movies because there was so much they had to cut out. It's true. I mean, I love it still, but I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. Bombadil and, you know, the obvious stuff at the beginning. But as you go through, yeah, there's a lot of conversations. I mean, and, you know, the way Tolkien was, he would spend he would spend a couple pages on like a food or a sumptuous laid out feast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Describing a scene. And you could do that in just, (laughs) you know, uh, 30 seconds on screen Mm -hmm. with a little fly through with the camera. But I loved how um, how much he stuck to the story with what he did film, uh, Peter Jackson, yeah. in, in, the, uh, in the Lord of the Ring trilogy. Obviously, The Hobbit was a little different. That, uh, was, yeah. uh, <laughs> that was both padded, but also, you know, for kids. Um, they definitely added a lot of action scenes and stuff that wouldn't necessarily be in the fairy tale, 110 pages or whatever the Hobbit book was. Yeah, they just pulled from the appendix stuff, mm-hmm. events yeah. that they knew were happening during that time. Salmarillion stuff. My yes. my main complaint about it is they did it backwards. They should have started with The Hobbit and made that one first. And that's fine. Go ahead and make that your three movie epic, whatever you did with the Samarillion and, and all the, the, the padding with all the, the background material. That's fine. I don't mind any of that. That's cool. Adding all the characters and such. But don't make The Lord of the Rings, which were actual like big novels into and filmed all at once don't make all of those three huge books into like three individual movies those should have also each been three each book should have been also been three movies oh wow you know what i mean so okay. it should have it should have been nine <laughs> nine movies for lord of the rings and then one movie one film to rule them all Far then, be it from me to put a kibosh on this beautiful future you're talking about, but it would have become Peter Jackson's life work in that case. <laughs> That's a lot. And I don't know that the latter two movies you would make into into three. I mean, obviously, The Hobbit probably shouldn't have been. 
It definitely should not have been. It e- easily, <laughs> easily one lengthy two and a half hour film would have would have tackled that you know one hundred and ten page book like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I I I felt exactly the same like you were mentioning. Um, not cheated by any stretch of the imagination, but there was a lot going on in those novels that was not included in the movies. But you can tell Peter Jackson chose the thread of only the ring and the ring itself. And that's all that mattered. And he, and the and he followed, followed yep. that storyline. And that, that's, that's fine. That was a, an, a decision to be made. And, you know, there's lots of stuff ignored, like you said, but if you make the Lord of the Rings, each of those three movies, then you can cover all that stuff. You know what is better to do even television what? show. Oh my God! Yes, which which we know Amazon is working on a Lord of the Rings based TV show, right? Now, is it going to be the novels or just stuff in the world? You know what it's I mean. That's yeah, prequels stuff following the Rangers um, during the what's the N word? Um, no, not that N word. Um, Nazgul. The, the, oh, no, there's. Yeah, the Nazgul are the nine riders, right? The ring race. No, there, there's like a culture that starts with an N, like their like their nationality or something like that. Hmm. Well, Wood. I can't I can't think of that right off. I mean, the two main uh, regions are uh, Eriador yeah, and Ravanian. You know, Furioso and chat Numenor. Uh, the Numenorians. Okay, yeah. So if we go way back with the Numenorians and and their island and how they came over, yeah, that a lot of stories there. That's a good one. Yeah, that's what I at least uh, understand that the show is supposed to be about. And I've always been intrigued. They always say, uh, like, some date, the 300-year blah, blah, blah of the Second Age. Uh, was the was the destroying of the ring the end and the beginning of a new age or something? Yes. The age of man, yeah. The, the Third Age? Fourth Age? I don't know where we Fourth are. Fourth Age. Fourth Age. Yeah, it, most of the book took place, uh, the Lord of the Rings, at least, took place in the Third Age. And it, it, the Age of Man was dawning after that, was, was the Fourth Age. And we don't have to get into it, but Pat was trying to explain <laughs> the the wizard system. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 well, they're the Maiar. So technically, they're the Istari, which is a subset of the Maiar. And Maiar are kind of like the Valar. They're immortal beings. Uh, like the Valar are the big figures um, that kind of came down and, and started all these families, and you know, uh, live forever. That the elves come from, um, and. The Astari or Maiar are kind of like lesser Valar, and they were tasked with specific missions. So we don't learn much about the Blue Wizards. In fact, um, you know, I, the joke is, you know, uh, I forget their names. <laughs> yeah. But we've got Saruman, we've got Radagast. But I was also told that those names were revealed in a book that Peter Jackson didn't have the rights for. So he wrote that joke in there on purpose because he didn't have the rights to refer to their names. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, because, I mean, their names are known. It's like Aristil or something. One of them starts with an E. I don't remember the other. Yeah, I just think he did. I think he had the Samarillion and the three books, and that was it. He was allowed to pull from them. There was other source material that those guys were mentioned in or something. Pat was talking about it. You know, Pat is deep into it. He really, yeah, he's really deep into it. I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so Mo was asking, he's asking about the ranking up system. He's like, so wait, if, you know, um, Saruman can't be the White Wizard anymore... Gandalf is now the new white wizard. 
don't they need a new gray wizard? Who's the new gray wizard? He was like very concerned about who the new gray wizard was. was like, I don't know. That's someone. Uh, I think be... he wants to be the new gray wizard, Andrew. I think he's seeing a vacancy and I think he wants to apply. Uh, we're talking about if we can start tossing that together for his Halloween costume, a little Gandalf. Wouldn't that be adorable? That would be so adorable. Be awesome. He could be like his daddy and wear the beard. Except for he's <laughs> he's definitely a Gollum fan. He walks around like coughing and doing the caring <laughs> stuff and calling it precious. And I'm like, that's a little creepy kid. Come on. <laughs> I love it. You can have to report back on how he likes the Ralph Bakshi film next week for sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do. We'll do. Okay. Uh, my my uh, big question here, though, closing out conversation here on Lord of the Rings. Well, actually, I had another one for Ray before my closing question. Ray, it was like really huge when these books were like coming on. Like people in the subways and stuff were like writing Frodo lives in the New York City subways <laughs> and shit. Was it like a cultural phenomenon like back in the 60s, 70s when you were like a teenager? Were, were like these books super like prevalent and around? I, I, I remember I had one, <clears throat> one friend that liked it. Um, was that I, Robert Plant? No, it wasn't all over the place. <laughs> it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, <clears throat> it wasn't like Harry Potter books before the Harry Potter movies hit. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was well known, but not, you know, it, it wasn't prevalent. Because they were definitely in the, in the people that I hung out with. They were definitely around, and they were in my house as a kid. And I remember them being read to me along the lines of, you know, uh, the Narnia series and and that sort of stuff. So I, I know that they're around in the early '80s, and so my dad was definitely a fan. He was kind of a a, a closet nerd, I think. And my final big question here. I don't know if this is a continuity question or like, I don't, I don't know what, what my brain is working on here. There's a big scene in the, uh, the fellowship of the ring where they go into the mines of Moria and there's, um, the, the fool of a toque knocks a bucket into the, the well. And then the goblins, um, come up and attack right before the Balrog scene. Uh, Frodo is stabbed by a, cave troll or some sort of troll wielding a trident but he survives without damage because he is wearing the mithril chainmail which is impenetrable by all things the strongest substance on earth right the, the mithril mail that he got as a present in rivendell and by by the elves yes El, the mm -hmm. granted by elrond or did bilbo give it to him i don't remember bilbo wasn't there yet right he oh, wasn't in rivendell actually, was he that's a good question. Do you guys know was Bilbo given the shirt originally by Elrond and uh, then he passed it down? Yeah, I think that might be it. I don't. I don't remember exactly. But anyway, um, he survives this troll attack by the trident because of this this magic chainmail. Later on in the movies, in book I don't know, in end of two, maybe start of three, um, Gollum leads him through the cave of the spider Shelob. Mm -hmm. She poisons Frodo by stabbing him in the chest with her stinger. And I was like, well, that's weird. Was he not wearing his mithril armor? Uh, that's very strange. Um, and I was like, he must have gotten rid of it at some point. I don't know. I didn't notice. But then later when the goblins or the orcs 
are taking him up to the watchtower to have have him be captive. They're taking all the stuff off of him, and they remove the Andrew. impenetrable mithril Andrew, fucking chainmail from if, his if chest. Read, and I'm like, what? Book, what are you, if you doing? Read the book. She stabs him in the neck. She grabs him and she stabs him in the neck with her pincher, not in the chainmail. Oh god, because the they, they like, definitely hit that oh because like in the movie she stabs him directly in the fucking chest where his mithril had just just saved him like a few weeks before from a troll attack i was just like what no because he turned around and bam she he was looking the wrong way and he turns around and then bam she hits him right in the chest (laughs) tori is tori is now uh, uh, chiming in on this uh, on the subject Alex is making me laugh about this because he's, he's quoting he's quoting Smeagol and saying, all she gets is filthy orcses and they doesn't taste very nice. That's the impression. Raw and wriggling. Raw and wriggling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but the, the that animated Hobbit movie, Jess, you're talking about, that might be my favorite representation of Gollum. I really like that. That Gollum is a really good one. So good. Agreed. Yeah. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Ray, what's your fantasy tolerance? I know you love Skyrim, but is that like your your fantasy? Is that as pretty much as far as you dip your toes in? Um, yeah, I mean, I just <clears throat> i I never got into Lord of the Rings. I'm pretty sure I slept through at least a third of the movie. Um, the first one. Um. And, you know, beyond that, yeah, listening to Led Zeppelin was about as close as I got. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Misty Mountain Hop. So the next feedback we have, Andrew, I don't know if you have it keyed up, but do we have a Lee? Here. Yes, we've got... Lee is up next. You are correct. Let me refresh so it doesn't pause here in the middle and we'll say Hi. To Lee. Greetings, Fallout Feed guys and gals. This is Lee Benjamin with the continuing saga of Charlie X. After Ra-Ra's fun and games, Charles needed a couple days to repair his equipment. This included going back to the Grafton Steel Mill and wiping out the super mutants there for steel and tending his garden for materials to make adhesive. He then returned to the crater to meet with Meg. Meg was pleased that he had helped out Gale and Rarai as she found them more useful than a lot of the undisciplined rabble she had collected. The next person she needed on the team was the only person she had who could hack a security system and bypass the turret controls to get them through the Vault 79 gauntlet of defenses. Mr. Smooth himself, Gentleman Johnny Two Guns Weston. Psh, the guy wears a freaking tuxedo and somehow keeps it clean in the wasteland. He had officially dropped the two guns from his name as it made the title a little too long, but he still had the two guns because they were his pride and joy. Charles decided it might be worth putting up with this clown as he could use a good wheeler-dealer and double-knot spy in his opposition to the overseer. Little did Charles know that the price was almost more than he could bear. Meg was evidently smitten with Johnny, But being a good leader, she had warned Charles that Johnny rode on a high horse at times and would want too big a cut of the take. She advised taking him down when the time came. Oh, she advised talking him down when the time came. Charles found Johnny and wasn't too surprised to find out that the gentleman of the John already knew all about (laughs) Vault 79 and the plan to get inside. He'd decided he was in the moment he'd learned about it. 
Charles suspected he'd found out about it from pillow talk with Meg. He'd have to remember that John could be Meg's one weakness. Johnny, of course, wanted him to help him rescue his old buddy Hal. They had apparently been partners in crime when they'd come across the Crater Raiders and had argued about staying on the road or staying at Crater. Craters. Johnny was taken with the relative stability of the Crater and Hal wasn't. Hal left and it ended up being captured by some slavers at the Watoga Civic Center. Now Johnny wanted to save his old friend from his fate. Charles was a little surprised that Johnny could show such devotion to another person. Johnny had done his research and found out that the slavers had turned the Civic Center into an arena and had a semi-regular schedule of events that included death matches, creature fights, and other assorted gladiatorial events. Hal would be serving drinks to the elite members of the gang in the skybox. The goal was for them to pose as a slaver and slave. Guess who won which position? When they arrived, Johnny had specific ideas about the situation, and Charles pretty much had to go along. Charles was chosen to win the event, or at least act as a distraction, while Johnny hacked the turret system and arranged for Hal's rescue. Charles begrudgingly admitted that he was probably the better fighter, and Johnny was a better frontman. Johnny casually commented that he found it convenient that Charles already had his own slave collar. Charles was incensed and nearly killed Johnny on the spot, but restrained himself because he knew that he still needed him. Charles waited for his turn in the creature pit and had one of the toughest fights he'd ever had, but emerged victorious. The slavers were not amused and decided to dethrone their newly minted champion, which led to an even bigger fight. Johnny had held up his end of the bargain, and the turrets opened up on the slavers to turn the tide of the fight. After Charles killed the last of the raiders and had a snack, Johnny suddenly appeared and either hadn't seen him feasting or ignored it. They found Hal in the box seats and the harness he'd been wearing to serve drinks. Hal thanked them and Johnny immediately put a bullet in his head. Charles couldn't believe it. <laughs> he'd gone through all that fighting to get Johnny on board oh, and he hadn't boy. been told the actual goal of their mission. Gentlemen, indeed. Johnny brought up the Vault 79 mission and made his demands. 50% of the take. Charles had kept a close eye on what made Johnny tick. He knew how to deal with a paper tiger and told the gentleman that if he wanted that big of a take, he'd have to talk to Meg himself. Apparently, Meg was a person that this conniving gentleman actually respected and feared. And he agreed to half his fee, reducing his cut to 25%. Charles took his one real victory, and they headed back to the crater. I hope you're enjoying the story of Charles Emerson Winchester X, and I'll see you in the wasteland. So, who's half of who's half of who's half is who's getting that cut now? Jeez. So, we got the Raider story twice over, and also twice over last week since Ray and I both did that side. Um, but you are getting half, and the Raiders as a group as a unit are getting the other half. Um, Johnny wanted 50% of that, so he would have gotten half of what they got, aka one quarter. He's, you talked him down to 25% of what the Raiders are getting, so it's a little bit more fair. The um, I know that is a decision that is going to be coming up here pretty soon, but we're going to have to discuss whether to keep all the gold or split the gold. So that's a, a conundrum coming up as well. 
there are a lot of opinions on that, and most everybody seems to be on keep the gold. Um, That's what I've seen. People are like, screw the reputation. You can always make that back. Get the gold up front. It's harder to make gold back. I, I and I feel the opposite. I, I feel you should split. I think the comments and I think it's harder to grind faction rep than it is necessarily bullion rep. Now, if you got a whole lot of shiz you want to buy with the bullion, that makes sense. But if you're not looking to buy a whole lot with it, I think faction rep is more important. Well, I don't even know what but the most options are. People disagree are. with me. I, I haven't even seen the shop yet. I don't even know what the options are with the gold bullion. What am I like? What uh, that cool jetpack? The jet? The the power armorless jetpack that's one of them that's one of them yeah I, I and think... of course the power armor jetpack to go with the t65 armor and stuff like that which alex was talking about it's a good look it's cool armor the power armorless jetpack is worth it and i don't even know what the cost is you know what i mean like that is a infinitely cool item to me mm-hmm. it is it is and we're all going to want to get one Ken, have you gotten to the point where you are grinding much bullion or rep? And what have you found to be worth it in the bullion shop? Um, so far, with none of the characters I am currently playing, anything in the bullion shop is very enticing for me. Um, I The only bullion I currently have is from the Legendary run. I haven't gotten to the grind over there yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm still you know, making my way through the Wastelanders quest line stuff. Oh, now, Chris. The, the, Take notice. Don't get too worried. He's going to get there too. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you, you don't get bullion from the main Wastelanders quest at all that I've come across so far. That's only when you start doing the Raiders and Settlers stuff. Yeah. Anybody know much? How much we got offhand from the season one of the Legendary Run? Because that's all I've gotten too. Two fifty total. Is that it? When you add it up, I don't know something like that. Okay. It's not a ton. Do you know Ray? Do you remember? I don't. We got well, two fifty. Yeah, it wasn't much. We got two fifty, and it's like twenty five thousand for an introductory item. <laughs> two thousand, but yeah. But I mean, keep in mind you get treasury notes. I mean, you can a trade money for for stuff regularly uh, from Smiley once a week when you get the money. You can um, get it from all, you get notes from a lot of events. You know, some events are worth four, some three, some two, and I think is Earl worth ten? Earl's worth some huge amount. But you don't you don't start getting those until after you complete Wastelanders, right? Right. right. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you have to get there. But that's good to know you haven't seen anything too enticing, Ken. Once again, that kind of makes me feel like, you know, we're not missing that much. So are, is the general consensus still with uh, the purveyor to go the legendary module route? I think a lot of people think so now. Yeah, if you're happy with what you've got and your main weapons, because... You know, legendary weapons are now a little bit more like candy. They're they're n- not as rare as they used to be. A lot of ways to get them. So yeah, a lot of people say if you want to craft what you want, get the modules. It's amazing how I won't even use armor or weapons anymore if it's not legendary. I expect every every item on me to be legendary now. Once you're over fifty, that's kind of the goal. Yeah. If if I've had to build a weapon I'm using, I'm a failure. <laughs> so what's the max amount of bullion you can have? I don't know off the top of my head. Big I'm not sure. Over Maybe here. someone in chat will let us know. Because everything else seems to have a limit, but I'm not sure bullion does. Yeah. 5,000, they're saying. 5,000. 5, okay. 
Get saving, kids. Oh god. Yeah, I'm very specific to... in how I I've, I've built my characters and and I focus it more just on a from a fun gameplay perspective, not necessarily effective. I mean, if that makes sense. I mean, I don't have a bloody build character, <laughs> for example. Um my main character is a like a recon sniper. My second character, which is the the character from the showcase the other night is a gunslinger with a revolver, double mm. barrel shotgun and lever action rifle. He's a total western guy. And I die more on him than any of my other characters. Sure, jack of all fun. trades, he will. You know, it's 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 just fun. But he, he's also my crit guy, so his his AP is off the charts, and he, you know, the whole gunslinger thing. So it's, it's a lot of fun, just you know, shooting the revolvers. They really are fun. They're not super effective, as we know, but you you can make a decent gunslinger build if that's your focus. You yeah. know. I, I had it as a secondary and I mean, primary on one, but secondary on my main for a long time. And it works. You're not going to take anything down quickly, you know, but it's viable. As Andrew found with getting all the extra crit stuff. You got to either be willing to be in power armor or be quick to go to two hand melee. I found you got to, you, you can't have pistols be your only thing. I mean, if you do and you focus on it, you could probably do it. It's just not going to be fast. It's tough. Uh, if you, yeah. you, you get the perk to, you know, better criticals and get them rejuvenated when you kill things, um, you know, max out your gunslinger stuff and your bloody mess and, and you know, evasive. I feel, like, I feel like you can do a pretty viable gunslinger build. It'll just be never – it'll never be heavy damage. But it'll nev- be fast. I just never had fun. enough uh, agility to apply a lot of sneak and stuff, so it, I couldn't be super rangy with my pistols. Mm-hmm. And so uh, revealing your position and not being super rangy leads to, oh, gosh, I either need to kill this thing in one or two shots because pistols are so super slow loading that, you know, you don't dare reload in the middle of a battle. You, so, you know, you, you got to kill the thing in, you know, six shots or less. And, you know, but the shots in between have to be, oh, God is pounding me in the face. You know, I, <laughs> you know that, that sort of kind of, you're having that inner monologue, you know what I mean? So it's I, I I found it uh, to be necessary to team it up with, uh, and I'd never really done the melee. I'd always done was the the un the unarmed with uh you know the the gauntlets and whatnot. I never really concentrated on the two handed uh, weapons before. So it's been fun to you know go out with you know the the cool fire axes and. Um, the war drum. I, I, I talked about a few weeks ago, the vampire's war drum. That's been fun to bot people in the face with. It has a fun sound. <laughs> the, uh, the cosmos. I know I mentioned it before, but the captain cosmos pack has the, uh, the investigator, whatever it's called. I don't remember. The but inspector, the inspector. That's, there you that's go. From the unstoppables pack. Yep. Or no, no, no. The, uh, the melee weapon you get from the captain cosmos, the, oh. the little, it's a it's a it's a reskinned baton, the but, anal probe. Yeah, basically, and it mm-hmm. makes the a really cool like bubzer sound. I'm sorry, you, uh, infil- you... is infiltrator. What is it called? Does I don't remember. remember? The, the, yeah, the anal probe. That's what it's called. It, that's what I, how I always thought of it. So you know, I mean, it's definitely a play on that. Whatever whatever it's called, the yeah, infil- <laughs> infiltrator is good. <laughs> oh, that classic good stuff. All right, uh, let's. Uh, you want to continue on with our last bit of feedback here for the night? We have Will. Yeah, we've got Will. Let's hear what he has to Alrighty. say. 
I was regretting our decision to ask the Raiders for help when Meg said we also had to get Gentleman Johnny Two Guns Weston to join our mission. I'd run into him walking around the crater and took an immediate disliking to him. Asked Meg if we couldn't just do it without him, but she said the job was off if we didn't get him on board. I would have gone back to the settlers right then, but I knew it wasn't really an option. Paige had called Annie an asshole for suggesting they should throw in a few extra caps after we risked our lives getting a Scorch vaccine that would save all theirs. So she considered him a bigger asshole and had no desire to go back there. I understood. Lav wanted no part of Foundation either. The whole place had an uptight air about it that didn't agree with her free and somewhat rebellious spirit. Besides, every time we had been there, I saw the same guy trying to fix the same mailbox. If they can't even manage to repair a mailbox, how exactly are they going to break into a vault? (laughs) So Foundation was out. Okay, fine. Let's go talk to this hot shot, who I was sure was not shit. As the three of us walked into Weston's room, Johnny focused all his attention on me. He and I stood there, face to face, just inches apart, sizing each other up for several minutes. Finally, I said, Nice tux. You should consider getting yourself a proper daytime suit, though. He apparently hadn't gotten the memo that you should never, ever wear a tuxedo during the day. Serious fashion faux pas. I was wearing a clean white striped suit. You know, like a true gentleman. Johnny didn't acknowledge my remark, instead saying, I'm in. But here's the catch, I said, as Johnny told us he needed our help first, rescuing a friend. Apparently, Johnny's former partner, Hal, had the good sense to leave Weston behind at Crater to pursue his own interests, but had somehow been taken into slavery and would be forced to fight in slave competitions in which the losers paid with their life. So, a slightly more noble cause than I would have expected from him, but my uncertainty in him began to creep back up when he laid out his plan. We were supposed to act as his slaves to get into the fight, which he would rig so we could win. Somehow this would end us up in a holding cell with Hal, and we'd be able to break him out from the inside. This plan seemed to have a whole lot of variables in it that was taking a lot of things for granted, but we agreed to meet him at the Watoga Civic Center and at least scope the place out. When we got there, Johnny immediately told us to follow his lead and started loudly berating us, treating us as his slaves as he registered one of us to fight. The man checking him in demanded to know why Johnny's fighter wasn't wearing a slave collar. Johnny made up a very not-gentlemanly excuse about having the trots and said he'd get it on right away as we entered the locker room. Johnny informed us that all the fighters were required to wear one because the loser of each match would have their collar remotely detonated. He told us not to worry, as we tried to hand one to me to put on, that he had removed the explosives from this one. So even if I did happen to lose, I'd be safe and we could switch to plan B, which was to try to kill everyone until we found Hal and shoot our way out. I didn't take the collar. Ain't gonna happen, Cap'n. I wasn't about to put my life in the hands of any raider I'd just met, let alone this guy and his false charm. I prepared myself for the ensuing confrontation, but before it could escalate, Lav snatched a collar from Johnny, saying she'd do it so we could just get this over with, and had it around her neck before I could stop her. Well, this wasn't what I had planned. I'd spent all my time since leaving the vault trying to keep her safe, and here I had just put her in more dangerous. I looked at Johnny. If anything happens to her. But Johnny assured us it should be fine and offered to rig some turrets to fire at the enemies, which Lav declined, saying she wanted to win fair and square. 
but really I think she didn't fully trust him either and didn't want the turrets misfiring at the wrong targets. When it came time for her match, Annie and I walked her to the door to wish her good luck, but when no one stopped us, we just went on in with her. Annie and I looked at each other inquisitively as we followed her into the arena. I guess nobody cares. And we withdrew our guns as Lav readied her claws. We quickly eliminated the several ghouls released into the arena, and Lav, or the Atomic Avenger, as they were calling her, was pronounced the winner. Lav had two more matches, one against several floaters and another against a Grafton monster. Johnny again offered his services before each, but Lav smartly declined. Both times, Annie and I followed Lav into battle without anyone stopping us. The three of us were now familiar with each of our strengths and weaknesses, and were becoming quite a formidable team. We had no problems winning the remaining matches. After the arena had cleared out, Johnny gave us a key and brought us to a meeting with a man named Sargento, whom he had made arrangements with to sell lavender. Upon completing the sale, Sargento wanted his new slave to drink from his winner's cup. I guess everyone had just determined that the three of us were a package deal. Lav was wearing the slave collar, but we were all given a drink from the cup, which knocked us all out. Well... Not any worse than Nuka Shine. At least we all have our clothes on, I said, as we awoke in a locked room overlooking the arena. There was one other person in the room with us that did indeed turn out to be Hal. So far, everything Johnny had said would happen panned out. I still didn't trust or like him, but he was certainly a capable planner. Hal was excited when he found out we were sent by Johnny to rescue him. Hal had been tunneling through to the other room, but we just used the key Johnny gave us to open the door. Annie and I had become accustomed to following Lav through places we were unfamiliar with. She had an innate sense of direction. But what should have been a short walk back to the arena floor led us through several stairwells and corridors and unnecessary encounters with guards. Um, Rick? Careful to use a name she liked to go by so as not to upset her. Where are we going? Just then, Annie found an open door. Here it is. This way. The three of us and Hal met back up with Johnny. Hal exclaiming how great it was to see him again. Johnny withdrew his gun and shot Hal dead. What the hell? Johnny said something about Hal betraying him and that it was important to him that he be the one to kill Hal. No one else. So Johnny was as ruthless as everyone said and as egomaniacal and dishonest as I thought. I realized that if he and I ever did have a confrontation, I might not be able to just walk away from it without always having to look over my shoulder, since Johnny was obviously the type to hold grudges. But for now, he was on our side. That was, until he demanded we tell Meg to give him 50% of the cut. Are you on Day Tripper? Johnny backed down, settling for 25%. So that was it. Time to check back in with Meg and tell her the team was in place. In place, are we? Team is in place. Pack of four. Ready to go. So that was about 12 Raider feedbacks and only my sorry ass feedback from <laughs> from last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, bad, that's, it's funny how much that, that we're getting that perspective. And I mean, it's partly based on the generator, but it was, we were slightly more Raider heavy on the characters we rolled officially on the show. Um, but yeah, the people continuing feedback, mostly Raiders right now. Good on you, Raider so folks. Feedback. They, they, they're they talking, talking about the nuclear Avenger. 
considering how often Bethesda uses other pop culture references in their games, is there something, a connection to the Toxic Avenger? I, I don't know if you guys say, saw I, that movie. Uh, I know the Toxic Avenger, the nuclear Avenger, though. Is it supposed to be like a parallel to that? I love the Toxie. Toxie, yeah. Not that I am aware of, but maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I haven't looked that deep into it yet. The Nuclear Avenger thing is kind of new. Yeah, not sure if you've seen that movie, but that <laughs> it's an insane I, movie. <laughs> I saw the cover in uh, the old VHS store when I was renting my Nintendo as a kid. So I'm familiar with it, but I never saw the movie. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, make sure you have a nice amount of liquor before you start watching that. <laughs> I'll one. probably just never watch it. That's a choice too. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But for those who have, you know, Andrew, I mean, do you think maybe or what? Should you watch the the Toxic Avenger? No, I'm not looking for opinions on that because I have my own. <laughs> but do you think it might be a reference? <laughs> I I have no idea. It's been God. The last time I saw that was nigh on, you know, 25 years ago or something. Is he kind of like Swamp Thing? Because, like, Swamp Thing's cool. See, that was the thing. that You would get on USA Up All Night, you would get bad B movies a lot, and you would get, like, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or Toxic Avenger and Swamp Thing. You get all that style of, of movies and stuff, which I, I loved. But it's been so long since I've seen any of them. It's totally up that alley, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. No, it's it's a good question. Maybe when we learn more, we'll find out. Because I do love those references and parallels. Um, it was it was like really rude for you know what's his name Johnny Five Names to um, not even acknowledge Will's clean white suit. Yeah, he was a uh, he was stunned. He was stunned. Or maybe, to be fair, feedback was recorded before Labor Day, so maybe he was seeing a full pot of his own. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. White mm-hmm. after Labor Day. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I get it. I get it. I Sage is a little bit judgy on this kind of thing, but he's a, he's a stylish kind of guy. So. God, what did, what are we wearing? Tweed or something? Jeez. And it was pointed out um, last week that it is kind of ironic that Johnny Two Guns Weston only shot with one gun. <laughs> Where's his other gun? Where is his other gun? Wait a second. Is it, and is it pride or joy? I just do it two together. <laughs> anyway, um, we also have an email that came in this week. Um, an email from Ken, who's here with us on the show. Oh, my and God. I, I asked him, I, I was, I just kind of asked him in chat, hey, do you want to read your own email since you're here this time? And uh, <laughs> he's going to awkwardly read it in the third person for us. Hilarious. So I think that's fantastic. That's funny. <laughs> Good work. I always do the email reading here. So we'd, we'd love a live read from somebody else. All right. Let's see what this uh, Kenny Spicen guy has to say. <laughs> to fly or not to fly? Hey, Fallout Feed. A couple weeks back, you talked about the fortifying Atlas Quest, wondering what they are building. After Freighter suggested a Pridwin, it got me... Is that pronounced Pridwin or Pridwin? Uh, Pridwin. Pridwin. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. got me wondering about flying in Appalachia. I took to Twitter to see what the players have said, giving three options. 
One, player controlled flying. Two, track ride along flying. Or three, no flying at all. Okay, so it's, can you explain before you get in there? Can you explain what yep, these yep. three options are? So player controlled flying this is literally the player like controlling a, a human piloted vertebrate or something like that. The track ride along would be, um, you know, like there's a an automated like you're the gunner on a vertebrate that the that an NPC is basically flying. Like when you first go to the Pridwin in Fallout Four and you're flying flying up there. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. Uh, yep. Um, so there were 65 votes cast. 31% voted for player-controlled flying. 25% voted for track flying, and 45% voted for no flying. Now that was 101%. So <laughs> Twitter math, okay. Um, it's worth noting that players who wanted to fly in some form or another combined to a 55, 56% of the vote, uh, outperforming the no flyers at 45%. Good point. Mm-hmm. Well, my thoughts, if they do allow player-controlled flying, it should be done in a, a quest or during an event in an instance like the Colossal Problem event is occurring. Um, Twitter user at VTech Overseer suggested that it be used for travel with the Brotherhood of Still Picking You Up. I think that would be a great way to allow quick travel when over-encumbered. A Verdi bird picks you up and you get a cool flyover sequence as it takes you to the nearest BOS uh, outpost You know where they have stash boxes and resources and whatnot. Um, I just hope that we don't get a lame sequence like in Skyrim where you start flying on the dragon after you catch him in Dragon's Reach. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, when that happened in Skyrim, my first time playing, I was like thrilled because flying's my thing in games. And yeah. it, it, it cut away to a cutscene. I wanted to fly over the Skyrim landscape. Just, you know, a scene maybe you can skip later on a subsequent playthrough. But yeah, that was a, a lost opportunity. And, uh, yep. And see you in the wasteland, Kenny Smyson. P.S. Thanks to United Wastelanders. Had a blast showing off the USS Cannibal Ray on the stream last night. <laughs> You'll have to discuss the naming of the ship as well. Yeah, I want to get into that. I, I know that we just finished the email, so we'll get to that. But we went to visit your ship, and it was the USS Cannibal Ray. Now, you had a poll, uh, a little popularity contest, if you will, uh, for Ray, myself, and Andrew. <laughs> And obviously, Andrew and I voted for Ray because that's what we do. But uh, what what were the name options people would get if they chose uh, various? So I totally I was late. I think that was very late at night when I posted that. <laughs> I did not intend at all for it to be a popularity. <laughs> like, but um, the 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 name I had locked in for for Ray, of course, was the Cannibal Ray, because you think of Stingray, Manta Ray. So I'm like, well, what is Ray known for? I'm like, Cannibal. So, you know, it was just a perfect fit. Um, and then, of course, for Jess, for you, it would have been the USS Salty Jess. And for Andrew, it would have been the USS Siren Andy because of his music uh, talents and background. What's the Salty Jess about? Are, are you upset, Jess? Um, no, it's because I'm on the ocean at Saltwater. So I, I think that's all it is. I don't think we can read too much into it. <laughs> oh, no, not reading too much into it. Yeah. No, th- like there's that whole that salty sea dog kind of, you know, way you say salty. But then there was the one time you were drunk on the stream. Or not, I don't know if you're No, I was. Or... Yeah. Are we talking <laughs> okay, about... You were drunk. <laughs> are we talking about the power hour? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're all I, I was entirely shit-faced. Yeah. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just fun hearing you get salty. So salty kind of has more than one... <laughs> Uh, word there but yeah absolutely and as we as we're talking my video is literally 
of the build itself is literally uploading to my YouTube channel. So hopefully that'll be uh, up for everybody tonight. They can check it out over the weekend. It was a great ship. Really enjoyed it. But so this email you sent in. Oh, Mm -hmm. sorry, Ray. Go on. Uh, I was just going to say, so um, I wasn't really knowing what what to expect. And um, the kid that did the uh, camera work uh, for that uh, for that build, when he fast traveled, he got <laughs> he got stuck underneath and mm-hmm. and couldn't get out from under there and was drowning. Yep. Um, and you know couldn't for the life of him. He was trying to fast travel away. It didn't work. And um, and so you know the whole time. All we get was this black screen, you know, with names, you know, floating in space. And so um, when he was finally able to, well, he had to quit the game, go back in, um, get over there. And then he came around the corner from the uh, bottling plant. And uh, I saw the uh, uh, the USS Cannibal Ray. I was cracking up so hard. <laughs> bright pink lettering. It was very cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Glad you appreciated it. If people want to scope it out, we can see that where still? Oh, well, he is uploading it on his YouTube channel, so he'll have a good walkthrough on uh, on his YouTube. That's Kenneth Smythen. Uh, but also, it's on United Wastelanders Network up on the Twitch. So our videos stay for two weeks uh, once we upload them, and then Twitch auto-deletes. You can only stay for two weeks. But yeah, it'll be there for a while. Run over, check it out. Yep. It was a fun stream. Started with a few audio issues, like they often do, but uh, 10, 15 minutes in, all good, and uh, you can ride from there. (laughs) But on this email you sent in, I want to hit that, because 65 votes, I think that's a record now for the number of Mm -hmm. votes cast. That's a lot of votes. Yeah, good job, guys. Yeah, Yeah. it's awesome. So player-controlled flying, 31%. Uh, Ride-along flying, 25%. And then 45% no flying. So the biggest were no. did did you get many responses about why there was a no? And did anyone here vote no? Um, let me check my Twitter on that real quick. Okay. See, I don't know if I don't know how I would answer. Just I would assume I would say no. Just because it's never been I a mean, huge it's never been a huge the, part of the game. The anyway. griefing, you know, potential out of it. Um, you know, because it doesn't take anything to shoot down one of those stupid vertebrates. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that there's there's just not a lot of opportunity for it to be lore-friendly. My initial feelings on this were that we already have flying in Appalachia because of the jetpacks. You know, because if you get a high AP bill, if you take your corn soup and you have AP armor, especially with the new jetpack where you can wear your regular armor, um, and possibly have AP region on that as well, you can fly pretty far before you crash. You know, if you stay in the air too long, you die. We've all seen videos on that. But I feel like there already is a little bit of flying with the jetpack. And um, that, yeah, I don't know that I would need vertebrates either. Like you said, they're kind of fragile. Um, Appalachia is only so big. And honestly, it's starting to feel small. That might be weird. I know it's four times the size of, of uh, the Commonwealth, etc. But we know the map so well at this point. We don't need anything to make it feel smaller, such as being able to just kind of zoom across it. 
So, you know, unless the map gets bigger, I don't know that I need player, player controlled flying at all. And even ride along, that could be fun because I love seeing the, seeing the uh, map from up high. Uh, that is beautiful. But that's why I build towers. That's why we have jetpacks. You know, I'm already getting up there on my survival tent and various ways, and other people can too. You know, and there's so that, I, I, there's that there. quest in Fallout Four that was really fun. I remember you were you were sort of like the gunner in a vertibird, and you mm-hmm. yeah. took on a behemoth or something. Yeah, there were there were two of them there. So there's when you first fly to the Pridwin, and then I'm when you're going to clean out the fort um, on the little boy farm peninsula there what i remember what's the name of the of the of the actual fort no boy farm peninsula is correct okay well i mean that's the name of the peninsula sure <laughs> but at the end of it is where the fort is uh you know i don't remember what the fort was called um h maybe of course we're inoculated so why wouldn't we fly scorch beasts <gasps> that would be amazing i forget the fort's name it's up the road from nordhagen beach though Yes, that's why, yes. <laughs> Beautiful but, uh, little spot. Everyone should check it out. Nordhagen, visit on NordhagenBeach.com. Visit sunny Nordhagen Beach. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't need to be flying around. I'd prefer uh, to be able to fix up a motorcycle and drive that around versus uh, flying around on a vertebrate, I think, is if we're talking about, you know, conveyance in some other fashion other than jetpack. Um, is the spring-loaded trap jetpack trick infinite flying thing still workable? Does that still happen? I only did that a couple times when it was fashionable back in the day. It's a great way to launch still. Yep, you definitely can. So you can do the meat spit flying like I've done a video or two on. Um, you can do the spike trap to launch you and then yeah. using your jetpack or whatever, stay in the air for quite a while. Yeah. So there are lots of ways to get, get up there. And you know, like you can build up high. It is beautiful. I I think maybe a mission or a quest where you were doing the ride along flying that would be neat. But I don't want people flying willy nilly around Appalachia. It's funny. You know? It's funny. Ray was talking about oh the griefing possibilities here, and you know I was thinking yeah I don't want people flying above my camp and just shooting down at me willy nilly. But then I realized as he was talking, he was talking about people shooting at him. You down. when, when mm-hmm. he was when he was flying. So there's two there's double griefing possibilities from this this arrangement as well so no i don't want people flying above my camp shooting at me and no i don't want people shooting me down when i'm flying around so i i I don't know how it could be applicable in 76 so fort strong is the uh word out there no wonder i couldn't remember not exactly a memorable name milk of human kindness Wrong, strong. Oh, they didn't name it after him. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if there's a fucking picture of him with like a military hat? <laughs> oh, classic. All right. Uh, you had a couple other things in the news you wanted to mention, Jess. A sure thing. I'll bring that up. So iguana bits. Let's see. Stuff people should know about. So we have achieved all the brotherhood events we have given them all the things or they have taken all the things or somehow they have gotten all the things and we earned our burgle burgle sale uh, we got her the leather that that um that the brotherhood needs <laughs> they can wear their their new outfit it's all their leather and uh, we're getting a burgle burgle sale which is 50 percent off um this oh, week oh nice when starting pretty great sale going on right now uh, it, 
going on right now. You already started. I, I think it's on the 14th. I actually don't remember. I need to log in. I need, I need to go. Thursday. I need to go check that yep. out. So that started Thursday. And then we have um, coming up, we've got the return of Meet Week. And Meet Week second helping. So like you said, you know, you get your 42 second event. And uh, did you get a, enjoy start, that. a start date on that? When was that one? I'm looking up right now. I didn't. I usually do that, but I did not. Let's see what we got. But that's not um, Tuesday. That's not this week or anything. No. No, we've got a little bit of time. Uh, it's near the end. It's like the 20-somethings. But uh, season see. two. Season September two 22nd start, yeah. to September 28th. I had to go back to last week's notes. September 22nd to September 28th. So that's a week from Tuesday it starts, is the new meet week. Yes. Um, yep, 10 days. This Tuesday is season two, though, so our vacation is over. Everyone back to the grind, right? Yeah, so that coming out on the 15th. So those are things we earned. September 15th is when uh, the Pack 22 will be coming, and we're getting season two. So we had originally speculated, oh, probably going to be two weeks between. No, just the one. Talk about last week. So season two will be launching a lot of what they have going on the public test server. We don't know everything that will be included at launch. And I say that because a lot of times they do a soft rollout on these patches. It's like the way patch 21 came out, but we didn't get Earl right away. Um, or same with, with 20. Like they tend to spread some portions of it out. So we know that we're getting the new board on the 15th. Uh, we know that we're getting daily ops because there was a big inside the vault on daily ops today. And uh, they talked with the uh, lead level and the lead player experience designer on that. And they, they went through daily ops, explaining it more. If you want to look up that video, it's pretty great. It's in Inside the Vault. And we learned more about daily ops and that it can be done solo up to four-player teams. So things are going to be extra awesome because you can earn cool stuff from them. You can get into cool locations. There'll be different styles of events. And you can do it solo or with a team. So it's Kind of something for everyone. Oh my god! So on top of score now, you got to worry about daily ops too. And well, they're an opportunity. Oh no! I mean, obviously, ops stands for operations, but think of them as daily opportunity because Uh there will be some score things connected to it. Sure, but it's just another thing to do. This that's fun. So it's like they're not bringing a full raid back. They're like mini raids or skirmishes, kind of like Earl is, but smaller, uh, with goals in each one. It sounds great. It's not any sort of like grind like a bullion grinder they're not introducing a new thing that no so okay. actually a way to earn things for the grind as far as i know ray have you in the last week had a chance to play any of these um i only played it once and um it i don't it'll be interesting to see if they've tweaked it at all but um you know my my main character is stealth melee and mm-hmm. she was completely shut down by the... Uh, oh, that was with that all-seeing eye perk or something. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and every robot explosive immediately. <laughs> you didn't even get a timer. I mean, it was just, you hit them, boom, they exploded, you died. Um, so... So the ops locations, uh, some stuff they talked about in the video, uh, they're going to be running in the burrows. It could be in the burrows. It could be in the burning mine. It could be in the Galleria, which what cool location for a daily op, right? Um, Or Vault 94. Um, And enemy factions you can meet in these places. It could be super mutants, could be blood eagles, could be robots. Um, Creatures will get different mutations in a given daily op. So piercing gaze will apply during all uplink ones. Piercing gaze is that one you were talking about there, right? Um, And that does break stealth, which makes it harder. 
Um, but there are going to be different styles of daily apps, so different goals. Like the uplink one is the one they describe here, where yeah. you need to. And that's uh, the one that I did. So that, that's the one I won't do. So <laughs> that makes sense. Um, unless you're on a team, and then maybe it'll be more fun. Uh, but not really, because they still explode. Mm -hmm. And they're saying options that mutations that vary. Piercing gaze is one. Volatile is when all enemies explode on death. Active camouflage is when enemies are cloaked when not attacking. Resilient. Enemies can only be killed by a melee attack. Wow, that sounds horrific. Good okay. times. And then freezing touch. Enemy attacks will freeze players. So the enemies in, in an event could get all these various mutations. Uh, when you load in, you'll find out what it is and, uh, and go for it. So that's kind of neat. Um, let's see. And it looks like rewards are based on, <laughs> they're calling the levels because they are brotherhood themed. Andrew, you're going to love this. Rank achieved, you could get a, like, initiate would be the low level. Oh, no. Paladin would be oh, the mid level. No. And an elder would be the top level. So Screw you yeah. could be an elder. <laughs> Just like your idol, Maxon. Yeah, I can get that cool new coat that we saw online. <laughs> so before the show i was joking about how it was gonna be a short one tonight as i always do and um people were protesting uh you know we had baker we had fossil sauce people saying no you know i'm kind of caught up i kind of need a long show and they're like you should talk to andrew about the brotherhood um, <laughs> i am scrolling back they just they kind of want to get you going let's see what, what what did he say okay so sarah brought a list of statements that might get a long andrew rant going Okay, okay, so here's okay. what she had. Right. Uh, first, I said he's totally Team BOS now, which we are. We know that you've gone soft on the Brotherhood, which is awesome. Gone um, soft. I take... Yeah, how dare you? No, that's... But that's not she says... Okay, here's Sarah A. Maxon was misunderstood. B. Sean is the most important storyline in Fallout 4. And C. There's really no reason to use settlements at all in Fallout 4, especially Nordhagen, which sucks. So, do you want to address any of those things she brought up, Andrew? <laughs> I mean, I can tell a bitter soul, a person with hatred in their core. When you know, I don't, I don't need to uh, stoop to her disgusting level and get down in the the mud and drivel where she's trying to drag me. Because I know all of the statements are so ludicrous and and innately insane that there's no way that any of them could be true. How dare she? Oh, I mean. You're kind of right on that. Maxon was definitely not misunderstood. Sean, the most important storyline. I mean, I don't know. Well, if I you mean, want to if you want to complete right? the game, it's important. But God, come on. <laughs> well, or if you ever wanted to have a laser rifle. <laughs> That's true. If you want an annoying kid walking around, I mean, you have enough annoying kids walking around home. You want one walking around in game too, don't you? Wish, wish, my, <laughs> wish my kid at home built the uh, you know Wazer rifles to give to me. That's fantastic. No, but people were looking for a longer show, so they were trying to get you going. But you know we're mellow tonight. We're mellow. We, we can't do it. So we'll come back to that. Um, but yeah, Iguana Bits. That was pretty much it for news. Uh, get inside the vault. Check it out if you can, um, and learn more about the daily ops that you'll be playing on Tuesday, possibly. But and somewhere in no there, someday, we'll get the uh, legendary perks. Oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, they are testing them on the server, right? Like, those are yeah. being tested. Yep. So they could be in Update 22. They've been talked about as maybe in Update 22 being rolled out, but they're certainly not going to be on the 15th. Um, yeah. 
And also One Appalachia is the other big thing. So these are the big components. We've got Daily Ops, we've got Season 2, we've got Legendary Parks, and then we've got um, One Appalachia. Now, One Appalachia, uh, people are talking like it's going to come out on Tuesday, but I, ha I looked, I, I really did search, and I don't see that confirmed. In fact, on the big, on the big article about it, um, they, they specifically say One Appalachia will be coming with update 22 or patch 22, but they didn't say on the date, you know? So I feel like it's gonna be a soft launch, but we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. And that's the one that, you know, levels everything appropriately, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and since consoles got shorted on the um, uh, Colossal Problem, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna nerf uh, Bloodied on uh, consoles first. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. I mean, the only way to really take Earl down in any amount of time <laughs> with, a, you know, unless you have like a magic weapon or something like that, um, is basically using stealth bloodied. It's really the best tactic, you know, boosting with a lot of chems and food. By the way, we were talking about speed last time. Um, besides uh, a couple people I know who have ended up having magic weapons and gotten him down in 20, 30 seconds, I have seen a legit run with three people done in 27 seconds. No magic weapons, just bloodied stealth and all the chems and food you can imagine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they were loaded and they took him right down. Pretty great. So specifically, um, as a tweet from Jeff Gardner, uh, as we know, the project lead, uh, he says, who is excited for One Wasteland, Legendary Perks, Daily Ops, and Armor Ace? Huge patch for free next Tuesday. Also tweaking weekly challenges to help folks who can't log in every day. So that is talking about how the challenges for season two, there will be more of them and they'll focus more on weeklies than dailies so people don't feel that daily grind quite as much. Uh, that's a good thing. And he does mention all those things. I still, the, even that tweet, I'm not convinced that they'll all be rolling out on Tuesday. The patch is coming Tuesday. I don't think everything's included. I mean, that's just how it's been every other time, is they're not including everything they say is in the patch immediately. <laughs> it's like the patch, the patch release window. <laughs> but maybe yeah. they'll surprise us this time. Well, and, and no doubt they'll have the hot picks ready right after. <laughs> not too long after hopefully yeah that was pat's big question in the group he's like hey uh ray what sort of problems have you seen that are going to immediately infect my game when they roll out this patch on tuesday so kenny uh, i think you're gonna have to log off for the night i just want to say thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure having you tons of fun thank you very much for the invite and uh as always, I'll see you guys in the wasteland. All right. See you in the wasteland. And, uh, Ray, if you're on PC, you can uh, join me aboard the Cannibal Ray anytime you want. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good night, Ken. Yeah, I'll have to go pose for a picture. <laughs> Definitely by the sign. That's great. And yeah, it was great actually literally seeing him in the wasteland again. I'm not on PC much, uh, but, but it's always fun when I am and run into people over there. So in chat, we also we have a community news to talk about a little bit, and we've got some regional food on the list. Now, in chat, specifically say, uh, Wasteland Baker says, if you guys go into regional food, if, if, as if there was a question tonight, <laughs> I want to talk about this pudding skin bullshit. Does anyone know what pudding skin bullshit he's talking about? Because I don't know what, what he's talking about. 
Andrew? I have, I have zero clue. I don't know. We have zero clue. Um, if, this, if this is something we mentioned previously, I apologize. He's, he's, but yeah, we don't know what pudding skin is. He's trying to instigate something here, Jess. I'm, <laughs> he, I'm not... He's trying really hard. He, he wants you to rant, Andrew. He wants to pierce oh. your zen-like state. <laughs> he said, he <laughs> From... said pudding skin is gross. And I... <laughs> said i you know i like pudding skin there's you know all sorts of accidental awesomeness that happens from food items like muffin tops i don't care about the fucking stumps it's like the seinfeld episode it's only the tops that anybody wants anyway is that what you call them stumps and tops stumps and tops of course um you know the pudding skin is one of those mistakes that's a happy gift from our good fair lord you know oh so like when your pudding is there but it's like an actual cooked pudding as opposed to like a oh i made instant pudding that doesn't ever solidify so you make the real pudding you get that little skin on top yeah it means it's a good pudding oh that's good yeah i like that stuff i I will baker was saying it's bad in some fashion i don't know it means it's old or something i don't know it's i I like it he's calling it milk leather he says andrew knows he's gnarly it's milk leather like um I don't know. I think it's pretty good because that is, like you said, a good pudding. You know, it's going to be rich. Right. And what's great is you get under the skin and it's just pure and delicious. Huh. I wonder if you could like peel that off and, <laughs> and put it on a baking sheet and Actual crisp it up. Leather out of it? No, no. You'd want it crispy. Um, you know, put a little butter on it so that it'll bubble. Toasted pudding skin and uh, make uh, crispy, crispy pudding skin. I mean, I'd eat the hell out of that. I'd give you guys mine if we were in the cafeteria. <laughs> I'd be like, here, can I trade this for part of your grilled cheese, please? <laughs> well, I mean, really, all it is is chocolate grilled cheese. <laughs> chocolate grilled cheese. It's like some kind of Ween album. Yeah, no, not down with that. Oh, but yeah, let's see. Brader on, also on, says, a, on a tastier front, I did make a, a nice paella this week. Oh, yes. A chicken paella? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a paella Valen- valenciana, so from Valencia. And uh, so there's no seafood in it because uh, I can only make that when my wife's not around. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it was it was definitely delicious, and more than anything, I got to use my um, carbon steel paella pan on my gas burner. Um, so being able to cook on a gas burner again, I'm just in heaven. That's awesome. I always picture paella as being specifically a seafood dish. So I, I mean, I guess you can substitute chicken in but what is the rest of the actual dish then i forget I'm, I'm, I um so it's it's, it's chicken bases. and uh, artichoke you take artichokes and i love cut them down to crowns artichokes are fucking yeah. a gift again from our good lord above mm. it's, it's i love artichokes so good yeah and then uh the uh broad beans and uh the big flat uh, italian green beans Just sounds and, like a, uh, a vegetable salad more than anything. 
Well, well, except for the chicken. And the rice, right? Yeah. Oh, there's and rice. There's, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's paella, so it's it's a rice dish. So. Yeah, I think he saw pictures on Facebook. It looked really good. Nice. So. <laughs> I do have to work on my sokarat though. Because it was so a, a good paella has a very pronounced, um, crispy bottom um, to it, and uh, mine was too small. It, only the middle got uh, crispy. Got to have a bigger bottom, right? No, I just got to turn up the heat. The puns and wordplay in chat are killing me right now. So, like uh, earlier, when we were talking. Freighter said, "You're putting me on." When we were talking <laughs> about putting about skin. putting skin. I, I don't and think then, I don't think you guys realize the Pandora's box of uh, Twitter battle you have opened for me between Wasteland Baker. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, he's going to be attacking me now about this putting skin stuff now. Now that Ray has invented a new, yet another new dessert, a d- delicious new spin on it. Come on. It does sound pretty delicious. I mean, like I said, you guys can have mine, but but it's not a bad plan. I mean, I would try it at least once, you know? But really, just putting skin by itself is good. A little bit chewy, but all the delicious puddingness. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Although, honestly, I mean, I'm not exactly picky. I'll, I'll eat canned chocolate pudding at the, at the cafeteria like we were talking about. Yeah, so. that's just delicious. Yeah, no. Give me the can opener. I'll have my pudding now, please. Thank you so much, Cisco. <laughs> I don't know about can opener. I was, I was talking about peeling off a foil top can opener of pudding. Wow. Oh well, I'm talking about the giant cans of you get it like Cisco, and then they fill the trough. Oh, okay, like, okay. Yeah, like for the yeah. sa- for the salad bar or whatever. Yeah, but, <laughs> but none of those are going to skin over. And How about this? There's no this real dairy in those. <laughs> too many, too many polymers. Yeah, that's true. It is mostly like a plastic suspension, like a McDonald's shake. Um, Freighter brought this up last week, so I'm going to bring it up again. He says, bread pudding is just crouton soup. Discuss. I, mean, I disagree. I don't, I don't know anything about the puddings as like the the British puddings and stuff. Where he, so oh, where he I, said, I think I've talked about that. I don't really pudding. know anything because I, I just, this is going to, everyone's going to gasp and be like, oh my God, how dare you? I, I hate all sorts of alcohol and any sort of cooking. So it's like, I don't like the, the, the British puddings with all the rum and Christmas puddings. And, you know, they always have like rum or some sort of alcohol soaked through every goddamn thing. And I, I hate that. I don't know why it ruins the fastest way to ruin food for me in any form is to add alcohol to it at all, except for beer cheese soup. That's the only alcohol that I like in food. Yeah, I'll use some. I mean, like sometimes in a chili or, or a soup or stuff like that. But I get what you're saying. Um, like if you make a rum cake, you got to be really easy on the rum. Too oh much. It can, it can go too strong way fast. I've, I've had occasions yeah, ruined like by red wine reduction. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, my wife loves cooking stuff in wine, and I, I just I can't stand that. Yeah. Freighter talking about his uh, he's going a little further with his croutons, bread pudding. He's um, let's see. We've got. Bread soup sounds like French onion soup. And then Freighter says French onion soup is uh, bread pudding with sherry in it. So, hey, who knew? I, I'm just, I'm learning all kinds of things about food from these cooks right here. I'm, yeah. I'm not Sherry, that beef broth, onions. Beef broth is good. 
I've usually had it without any sherry, I think, like when I order it. Well, they'll just tell you that, oh, it'll cook out. You won't even taste it. That's bullshit. I always taste it. <laughs> and and we've got uh, someone shouting out beer battered cod is another good way for uh, beer and food. Got to agree with that. Beer battered cod or beer battered anything. Yeah, fried food in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's kind of it. I don't have any fancy regional no. foods myself. You wrote something down about meatloaf again, Andrew. Are you back on a meatloaf kick? Yeah, we just had meatloaf again. So I was going to ask if uh, anybody had a. I was oh, shoot. I was going to ask Kenny if he had a spin on meatloaf. I know. I know. We've discussed it before, but my wife made the 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 mini meatloaf. You know, you take the muffin pan, the muffin pan, and you make it in the muffin pan so that everyone gets edge pieces. Lots of edge pieces, nice and crispy. That's good. Basically, edge pieces are the pudding skin of meatloaf. They're the best. Yeah, it's like you you can break them apart and like throw away the middle part to the dog and only just m- <laughs> munch on the munch on the the meat leather that comes off. Oh, it's good stuff. Oh, yeah. The pug, it's, the pug will get his portion for sure. The dogs, they, they, they get better portion. be, they better be mini muffins. Otherwise, he's going to be a hundred pound chihuahua. Yeah, <laughs> he, the doctors uh, already told us, oh, just let him go ahead and enjoy himself and let him have whatever he wants. You know, he's it's obvious he doesn't have long for this world anyhow. So we're letting, we're letting him enjoy him, his last last few whatever he has on there, on there yeah well good for oscar yeah. you know he's getting more hamburger the dog than should he's have ever all had the meat they life. want yeah exactly yeah but it's almost <laughs> it's getting around uh the weather's about to break here in indiana i think it might have today maybe it started a little bit yesterday but we're getting into fall season so we're gonna have to have our regional chili discussion of course like that's always a big traumatic event for our community everyone's like people take sides <laughs> there's names called and everything so We'll have to discuss that coming up soon because I always love our, our uh, regional chili discussion. And then, you know, Shalene will pipe in, why do you guys call chili? Isn't even chili? So we'll be excited for that that discussion as well. Always love that one. <laughs> um, all right. You guys got anything else tonight? I just want to say, I've said before, but meatloaf is best with oatmeal. That's my spin on meatloaf. You like meatloaf I use- in there? I, I like I like oatmeal. Or, or, with oatmeal, it oatmeal of bread. I mean, I, I said I said meatloaf, but I meant oatmeal. Yeah. You like oatmeal in there? Uh, is it uh, like sugar like, raisin, like right? <laughs> not, <laughs> not usually, but hey, why not? Make it a bread pudding. <laughs> oh God! Pour lots of rum in it. Gross. Um, Ew. What? A, so, are you just taking like Quaker oats, or are you like uh, instant oats, or rolled oats, or what do you? Yeah, no, straight up Quaker. Straight up Quaker oats. That's nice. kind of your filling. Because, you know, you can use the cracker, you can use the bread, you can use the croutons if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And you can make hamburger soup. <laughs> Fuck yes. But no. Um, yeah, that's how I do my meatloaf. My... Uh, gosh, I haven't made meatloaf myself in a long time. And I love your muffin pan idea. You know, you've been you've been that's, uh, that's advocating this for a while. Yeah. Well, my, like, my neighbor, my, my wife has started her own little sort of side business uh, to trying to mm-hmm. make money while still being able to stay at home with with mo while we're in quarantine and stuff so um she was baking some stuff for our neighbor guy next door and his wife passed away last year so he was asking her if she could like make meatloaf and different salads and stuff so she like you know made him a nice meatloaf and then like so that means that there's extra and i get like meatloafs made and everything but she made it slightly differently because uh she made it the way that 
he told her his wife's recipes. So he was missing her one day. So he uh, asked her if she could make a, you know, that, that specific recipe. And, you know, it tasted very similar to my wife's, but it had a little different spin on it instead of her usual, like, I forget, like her usual, we usually like use breadcrumbs and stuff like that, croutons for texture and all that. But, uh, um, and they used like Ritz crackers or salting crackers or something, which is something I hadn't had before, but it was really delicious too. So, you know, there's always got to be some sort of like bready soaker upper of the juices type, you know, filling in your meatloaf. Jess was saying her oatmeal. Uh, it's like, that sounds good to me too. I'd, I'd probably eat the hell out of that. Yeah, but the, the crackers were also very tasty. I enjoyed it. That's awesome. And I've definitely seen that done. Uh, saltines or rips or whatever, you know, Meatloaf is like that. <laughs> you can play with it. Well, my uh, wife can... was talking about like poor man burgers or something that her mom would make when she was younger. And that was just like hamburger, but they would stretch it by putting in, you know, the, exactly that same sort of stuff, you know, uh, you know, oatmeal or, uh, you know, um, breading or uh, breadcrumbs, crackers, that sort of stuff. That's so like, meatloaf shit, that sandwiches, good. Yeah, but that you're cutting out the me. middleman. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Shit. Well, plus, you know, burgers are like, you know, anything on a flat iron griddle is just basically my favorite way to prep anything. Super good. I'd, I'd, I'd rather a burger on a flat iron griddle than, uh, than grilled on an open barbecue any day. A little bit of community news. Just wanted to shout out a few things. Um, coming up on Appalachia tonight next week, because I'll be on again next week, I'm going to be doing a interview with the EAF. That's the Enclave Armed Forces Group on PlayStation. And they're a role play group. So over the next couple months, I want to have a couple different shows on role play, uh, talking about how people actually role play in game. Because, you know, we here, we like to make up stories, and a lot of our listeners especially, we like to make up stories, share stories, all that. Um, but only a few of us actually do in-game role play. And so I want to delve into that world a little bit, you know, how they record it, how they set it up, what kind of rules they follow. So I'm going to be doing that on Wednesday. I also wanted to shout out, uh, there was a machinima that just came out. Um, I shared it in the group, but it's called The Tobacco Gambit. Uh, look it up on YouTube, The Tobacco Gambit. It's a short story and uh, was, uh, was animated and uh, really neat. Uh, he animated the faces and mouths, stuff like that, so he can make the characters talking. And one of the first times I've seen that done. And uh, really, it's a, it's a classic Wasteland vignette, um, worth watching. It's about a nine-minute story. Um, wanted to remind everybody about the F76 masterpiece. That's uh, the new Art F76 project with Jen and Howie. And it's hashtag F76 masterpiece, all one word. Um, definitely take a look at that. Have a painting you love. And you know what? A masterpiece is pretty much any painting that you think is cool or art you think is cool. Recreate it. That's all we're doing. We're recreating some art project somewhere in the game. Uh, so it doesn't even necessarily need to be a painting. Could be a print, could be a photograph, a uh, film scene, whatever works for you. I'm excited to see everybody. It's been really neat so far, as Jen was saying. Um, also want to mention official, official uh events right now from Bethesda, Cryptid Timber, their photo contest this month, is uh, taking photographs of cryptids in the wasteland. Uh, so obviously all the creatures, not just creatures in general, but the cryptids, and you submit those on their forum. And then the official Camp Showcase contest, not our Camp Showcase, but the Bethesda one, uh, this month is Camp Creations Suite. So anything you make in your camp or with your camp uh, building system that is sweet, we're looking for pictures of. So just wanted to shut all that stuff out again. 
Remember that Mothman week they did one time a year ago or more? I thought that, that was going to be like a normal like, thing. That was like February or March of the first year. So yeah, that was a year and a half ago now almost. I'm surprised they haven't followed that up ever again. How have they not? You know, I feel like they've increased the frequency of some cryptids off and on at times. Like it seems like, oh, this month we see them a little bit more. But there hasn't been another Mothman week like there was then. But they could have, I thought that that would be like, you know, every few months you would get, oh, here's Grafton Monster Week and here's fucking, you know, Flatsy Week and so on, you know? That would be great. Just don't give me a Wendigo Week. Yeah, you can keep that shit. <laughs> You keep that shit. Nobody let Earl it. let Earl have his little have his little babies down in his cave, and they can yeah. stay there. I've still only done that twice. I need to hop back in game and get back to it here pretty soon. I think, but if season, it's a good time, and it's not that kicks hard. Off, if season two kicks off on Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, like, but that's not guaranteed that it will, as you were saying. But if it if it does, I need to get back to it. I guess. I'm interested to see how the 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 daily is less emphasized now to the weekly because um, I hope that's accurate. I hope they didn't because sometimes they try to do things and then they you know unintentionally make it harder. You know what I mean? Sometimes. So I'm just interested to see how that plays out. All right. You guys have anything else you'd like to get into tonight? I've got a. Um, oh, good here. I've got a submission from uh, Dynamite Dandy Don, uh, Fallout Terminal Velocity. He went over to the YO Research Center in New Vegas, so we'll play that on our way out. Number one pudding skin fan, Dandy Boy Don. Number one pudding, we'll just call him Puddin' now. We'll call him Puddin' Skin. Number one Dynamite Dandy Don, the Puddin' Skin Man at the YO Research Center in New Vegas. I'd like to thank Jen for joining us. You can find her at Pantagruelia on the Twitter. Also, Kenny. You can find him at Kenneth Smyson on Twitter. S-M-Y-S-O-N. Kenneth Smyson. Jess, thank you for joining us this evening. She can be found at the Dames on Game podcast and Appalachia tonight. Thank you so much. Glad to be here at sleep is for tea on twitter thank you jess ray can be found on the a skyrim addict podcast and also over there at ray lb on twitter ray thank you so much for joining us always a pleasure you can find me at indie android on twitter the show is at the fallout feed i'd like to thank everyone for downloading this edition of the fallout feed and we will see you in the wasteland Thank you for downloading this episode of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. If you are interested in doing a play-along character with us, the show can be contacted by emailing falloutroundtable at gmail.com. For the roundtable schedule, our Amazon link, and all other show information, please head on over to asapodcasting.com where you will find the Fallout feed, the Skyrimatic podcast, our YouTube channel, the Chatterbox, as well as other content. Once again, thank you for downloading, and we'll see you in the wasteland.
YO Research Center Terminal Entries. Requisition Order, Dispensers. We finished up the design for the dispensers for the Sierra Madre Villa as requested. That bigwig Sinclair went to the big empty for execs. He wanted emergency dispensers for his sheltered villa in case war broke out and they needed to care for the survivors there. He's done everything he can to isolate the community and tighten security. Now he just needs to guarantee a food supply and be able to ration out resources in the event of a nuclear holocaust. I hear he even narrowed the streets so cars couldn't come inside town, let alone up to the villa. Dispenser funding update. Got the funding from Sinclair. Near as I can tell, he's willing to not only bankrupt himself for these devices, he struck a deal with the big MT executives, letting the villa become a lab for the supposedly harmless prototype tech here. I've seen the big MT execs do this with other isolated towns, Hopeville Meteorological Research up north, and the whole process, it's not what I signed up for. We all have our clothes on. Ain't gonna happen, Cap'n. Mr. Smooth himself. Stinky meats. Meaty <laughs> meats. If you know, you know, and if you don't, you'll figure it out. Cannibalism is very weird. Oh no, you're riding a squid. A Mr. Handy. Uh... Ah! Yeah, I was swimming with the cows for a little while, and then I'd have to go inside and breathe. And then, like, some cute glow deer showed up. I'm like, oh my god, cute glow deer. Yeah, do you ever play that game, Exquisite Corpse?